to another episode of Pin It Deep. I am Brent Wayne Scott atop the KS Bar. It's a lonely episode. It is. It's just you and me right now. Max Duffy, former Ray Guy Award winner, Pin It Deep host, and uh, KSR budding superstar, I guess, wearing his baby Yoda shirt. Um, obviously, since we talked last, uh, Kentucky has won the Citrus Bowl. You were there. Uh, what, somewhat. What happened? I heard you got kidnapped again oh uh, yeah so it's, it's a long story we'll probably get to it a little bit later we've got cash daniel coming in who mm-hmm. can probably explain the story a little better and bo allen and bo allen if he can fit through the door i'm yep. gonna have to try and get him in sideways actually they're taking apart a couple of the panels right now um just, ks bar yeah just to help him get in well we've opened these like if you've ever been to ks bar which i'm sure if you're listening most of you have there's yeah. like windows on top of the bar that's where the office is we're actually opening these windows a bit yeah still might well, be a tight squeeze Bo's currently trying to get all the snow off his head from the snow that's been going <laughs> the last yeah. couple of days he's had a lot of snowfall he so the city of lexington had nine inches i believe mm-hmm. Bo had about 25 on his head yeah, yeah. well so, thank you well, for your service Bo allen yeah. for um you know taking all the <laughs> snow um i did not go to orlando i actually ended up coming down with the flu uh, are we just going to ignore the fact that miles isn't here like always. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it because it seemed like his feelings were hurt when he we told was. him in the group message. Yeah. Um, but Miles is not here. He's in Nashville. He got stuck in yeah. Nashville with the snow, unfortunately. So, um, not. I was going to say RIP Miles, but hopefully yeah. not RIP Miles. Well, he's live. I mean, we do kind of take for granted sometimes, and I guess I'm just in a happy-go-lucky mood that he does come up here from Nashville to do this every weekend. So the dedication from him is real, and I'm not going to begrudge him for That's true. There are a lot of incentives, though. There's great bars in Lexington. Yep. There's great people. There's, you know, great individuals. Well, his so. family's here, too. Uh, Lance is here, yes. Yeah, Lance yes. is here, which is, you know, more than enough reason. He missed the Citrus Bowl because he had a family Christmas on New Year's Day. Yeah. That feels like a week late. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if they confused the dates or not, but he had to have family Christmas on New Year's. So Day. they do New Year's like maybe the week before. They uh, just got it mixed up. Yeah, and, Christmas okay. Eve was New Year's Eve. Okay. okay. Well, actually, so how was – we'll talk about it with Cash some more, but um, your Twitter was very lively the day at the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> if you follow Max on Twitter, God bless you. And if you have any children, God bless you if you follow Max on Twitter. Um, Go to my Twitter now and have a look at the Georgia fan on the plane. I received an anonymous message from yeah. one of my friends, the Georgia Planet – fan on the plane just epitomizing why we hate georgia football <laughs> hate georgia football hate so much and people like that just oh that grinds my gears but, i hope bama by 50 but we'll get to that later yeah but what i was talking about though is you on twitter you um you know in the kentucky spirit you were like you know what i don't want pappy i want to be blue collar which yeah. is what stoops always preaches you're like wild turkey i'm yeah. gonna drink wild turkey during the game yeah. uh did you wake up you did you wake up before kickoff or were you kind of stumbling around before then um, we're going to have to pause this real quick because Cash is about to walk in. Okay. Um, would you just go down there and leave the door like propped open or something. Oh, with the cold? Huh? With the cold? Well, like he said he's pulling. But yeah, so did you even make it to the game at all? <laughs> I'm a, I, I, I think the answer is no. Were you awake at kickoff? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> I went down for Christmas to my good friend Tristan Yeomans who was on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I went down to the nice place of Hoboken, Georgia with the goats. It looked very beautiful. It, was, it looked like you were playing some good golf. We were playing some good golf. The weather was nice. There was plenty of goats around. Um, lots of goat milk, goat soap, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome time. Um, Matt Jones, the boss, a.k.a. God, a.k.a. creator of the universe. Yep. Um, he told me, come down to Orlando, we're going to get you doing the shows pre-game uh, for the Friday show from Tim Roof in Orlando, 
Um, can you make it? Yes, of course I can make it. Mm-hmm. Very flexible guy. Went out, of my, went out of my way to travel down there. Mm-hmm. Travel down there. Day before we get into it, Matt cancels the show on Twitter. Uh, anonymous source said that's to try and put, again, to just ruin our podcast because we obviously couldn't do a podcast leading up to Citrus Bowl because Matt asked me to be down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Get down there, uh, cancels the show, says pretty much an F you to the Pin It Deep podcast, Another. which is typical Matt just trying to take all the fame himself. Yep. Um, had a good New Year's Eve, I would say, uh, in, eventful, uh, nice time, uh, plenty. I was hydrated. I yeah. wasn't like Ty Ty Washington well, in, the last, you, you had in the last basketball game. I tried to keep the cramps away. For sure. Um, Obviously, we're about, to, we're about to be joined by Cash in a second, yep. and he, he can probably explain it further. But um, I don't know why. I, I, I'm not – I don't know if someone hit me in the head. I had a headache the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's probably lack of sleep. You had to stay up till midnight. I know you like to get in bed pretty early. Right. And so then um, – I woke up and my good friend Tristan Yeomans, who was in the hotel bed across from me, um, said something along the lines of, and close your ears, kids, um, fuck that, dude, we ain't going. And I was like, what do you mean? We bought tickets. He's like, we ain't going. And I'm like, all right, well, what do you want to do then? He goes, let's just watch it from the hotel. It's so much more comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, but we've got tickets. It's the Citrus Bowl. We've come all the way down here. He's like, nah. So I said, all right. He literally, after that, he rolled over and went back to sleep. He slept from halfway through the first quarter till probably the end of the third. He woke up because I was yelling at the TV so loud. Game I was about, about a third of the way into my big handle of a wild turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, we won, so it was awesome. But uh, I didn't even talk, make it. Can I talk about this? So while you were telling that story, I'm sure maybe the people heard the headphones. Kind of, he just – Cash just walked in. Yeah. It is – what, 20, 30 degrees outside. Yeah. Shorts. Looks like he just came from the gym. Sunglasses on. It just That was the smoothest anyone has ever come in here and just sat down. So, Cash. Welcome. Welcome What's to Penn Deep. <laughs> What's up? Thanks for having me on, guys. This is fun. How is it out there? Is it cold? Man, it's cold as fuck, man. I'm like, <laughs> am I, am I, first off, like, this guy, I don't know the manager. I'm allowed to cuss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm good? All yeah, right, cool. Yeah, yeah man. It, it was cold as fuck. I just – I went duck hunting this morning, and uh, I think I still have those ducks out in the back of my truck, actually. <laughs> I remember one time, dude, uh, Max, you might remember this. It was after uh, it was after the Belt Bowl, and we were getting ready for uh, for pro day and shit before that son of a bitch COVID hit. <laughs> and uh, I went duck hunting one morning before workouts, and I just wanted to fuck with Coach Hill and fuck with some of the guys in the uh, in the locker room. And I killed two of them, and I brought them in there on this fucking lanyard. So imagine <laughs> this. This is pre-COVID, okay? <laughs> so imagine somebody doing this shit now. I walked in the fucking training room with that shit. <laughs> Like, we're our fucking doctors and, like, all this, like, clean. Like everything's supposed to be just clean, everything. And I got two wild, dead animals, like, around <laughs> my neck. Just going through the fucking hallways with them and shit. Oh, but man. Yeah, man, it's cold. But uh, I'm actually going to the gym after this, so. Are uh, prepared? Yeah. I, pro- I probably won't join you. Yeah. Like, my, like most of my career, I probably won't join you in the world. Bro, way. it's, I hate it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's fucking, it's fucking terrible, bro. It's terrible, but, like, it's, I don't know, I, I I do it. We'll we'll get to Orlando in a second, and we'll get to the Citrus Bowl and ask mm-hmm. you a few thoughts. Just update us on for the people that don't know what are you up to these days? What are you doing? Obviously, um, football's on the back burner for, for it has been for a while. What are you up to these days? Yeah, football told me to go fuck myself. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I probably deserve that though. But uh, you know, I mean, I've been doing a little bit of everything, man. You know, I'm just thankful that you know I'm, I didn't have to move back home or anything. You know, I've been able to you know get into gigs. We were. Now, where I was able to use NIL, you know, yep. my name and image and likeness, you know, other than... Rather dude, than you would have made dude, a fuck, killing. Man, I would have made... 
I would have been living good right now, man. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I'd be like up there with like Wandell and shit. Like as far as like numbers go, there's no doubt. Yeah, that's absolutely no well, doubt. That, I was gonna say that's the good thing about being a Kentucky kid, especially from Eastern Kentucky. You will always have the support system, even if you're not from here. I mean, guys can come to Kentucky, uh, make a career, and just be set. Dude, it's crazy. Like when we were down in Orlando, like. Uh, like I, I, I tweeted out, uh, I said, BB and you guys are like a beautiful kind of crazy, and it's true. My son, you know, a little, well, which is about a little soft, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cash does have a soft side. I do have a soft side, guys, especially for the BB. That's not true. That's not I do. True. I just, that's, um, that's, that's, that sounded wrong. We'll so the 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 weights that you've met, I mean, obviously you're doing some sort of bodybuilding, kind of like putting on the Instagram influencer type shit. Yeah. Um, is that based off my program that you saw me yes, racked out each day? Yes, it is. It yep. was. It is consistent of kettlebells, yep. uh, medicine ball, <laughs> uh, a lot of aerobics, a lot of calisthenics, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, just making sure, you know, we stay tip top, you know. And the thing about it is, dude, it's like, uh, for real, though, it's crazy, like, training how I train now uh-huh. and training how we trained when we were in school, man. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just completely night and fucking day. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Do you run still? Do you ever run? I did for a little bit, and then uh, because, like, I was trying to lose body fat and still uh, gain muscle at the same time, and so did a little bit more research and found that, you know, walking burns more calories uh, and more fat rather than just running because you're just burning straight calories at that point if okay. you're trying to run and shit. So right now I'm on the, uh, I'm on the incline dude, that's uh, the best. treadmill. That's the best. And the Stairmaster, though. Dude. You know, remember when, like, <laughs> dudes would come in late? Yeah. And they put her ass on the for 30 yeah. minutes. It's the best thing I, for them. Dude, I only had to do that once as a player. Yeah. Doing it now, dude, it is still – it just sucks, <laughs> dude. It is horrible. Like – But do you like the incline, though? As, I do. I do. As someone who, like, used to be in the gym before, like, Cash had that son of a bitch COVID hit, that's what I'm going to blame it on. Um, dude, the incline's the best because you're just walking uphill for, like, 30 minutes. You can, like, put on a podcast or hopefully pin it deep. And then oh, just, dude, I usually just throw on a Pat McAfee show and just – you're, you're a Pat McAfee guy, dude. I love the Pat McAfee wow. show. It's like it's it's honest to God where I get all of my like Same. sports and entertainment news. It's you so know? good. I don't I don't fuck with ESPN or anybody like that, you know, or like mainstream media because. Well, what sucks is Max actually hates Pat McAfee. So you really? Uh, We've that's talked not about true. this. No, I like his sh- shows. Okay, he's, he has a lot of love for himself. He does. Yeah. But, but he's, a, he's all right. I mean, the, the fact that he's got Aaron Rodgers has made on. that show. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to point out a message that talking – because Max said that Pat McAfee loves himself too much. This is what Max literally said to Miles and I <laughs> earlier today, word for word. Where is this group chat? Do You, two, you can't say the last I'm, bit. I'm not. I'm Good. not. Here's what Max said to, to me and Miles. Do you two ever sit back and just be grateful for me, for me being in your lives? Like, if it wasn't for me, your lives would be so empty. And then he has the audacity to be like, oh, Pat McAfee's just so uh, I mean, That's a double-edged sword there, Max. I mean, come well, because I was talking about the fact that I got you on the show, and I actually was. I was talking about you and Bo Allen are coming in today. Yeah. We had no guests organized, and I'm like, I'll quickly find some people. And then I was like, got Cash and Bo, perfect. Do you guys ever just thank me for this podcast? Well, you see, that's, that's very kind and generous of you, but I feel like if I had the same connections you had, I could simply just text people and ask. <laughs> you know, that doesn't feel like that hard to do. some of your friends? Do. You've got a podcast. Do you have a podcast of your own at the moment? So, well, like, what, I have that. I have that, I have that game day show. Yeah, um, that was kind of thrown on me like at the last second. So, a uh, really good friend of mine. He uh, he had a house across the hill from us in my neighborhood back in Paintsville, and I went to school with his daughters. 
he owns a couple uh, RV lots, one back in Prestonsburg and one back uh, in Ashland called Patriot RV. And he let me and my roommate right now, he's also like my cameraman where we do like when we go down like fish or hunt or something like that, yep. he comes with me. And uh, he let us take down like a pull-behind camper. This this would fit two of us last year and uh, for free. And I told him, like, hey, if you ever need like a commercial, you know, anything like that, you know, just let me know and I got you. And so – time came to pay my debt and i went over to wkyt and we shot this commercial in front of this green screen dude and it was it was like it was terrible i'm not gonna <laughs> lie that was a terrible commercial but i'm not i'm sorry todd i'm sorry it wasn't terrible but like well you've done like 30 commercials which do you I'm, think i'm talking about like, I'm, I'm actually talking about on my end i'm not talking about the commercial <laughs> stuff like i did terrible yeah. like i was so bad well, so, that, I, that, so i'm apologizing for that todd the, like I, I was terrible the benny the you and benny you not so much. The ben, the Benny's one's tough to watch, with him running through the bank or whatever. Dude, he actually. And the thing about it is, dude, he actually hit that dude like that, and he <laughs> and, and he and he actually bench pressed that motherfucker. <laughs> I was it was crazy. Say, no offense to you and and Benny and uh, now Logan, I think was on the last. Yeah, one I got I got Logan in on that one, dude. That was funny. Yeah, no offense to you guys. I'm so sick of those commercials. Oh, they dude, nonstop. Oh, we're we're about to get new ones going here, hopefully soon. But uh, but anyways, so. Yeah, so he came to me afterwards, and he was like, Todd goes, man, have you ever thought about, you know, having your own, like, game day show? Or this, this, and that. I was like, well, yeah, man, I would love to do that. Because I've been trying to get into this for the past two years, man, and, and I figured out real quick that you need fucking money to do this shit. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to do it right, and the thing about it is now, it's the, the dynamic and um, of social media and podcasting and content creating in general, everything has such a fucking algorithm to it that it changes constantly. Yep. And so now, like, back in, you know, a couple years ago, it used to be about uh, quantity, like how much shit you could put out constantly, which it still is. Like, you still got to be consistent with shit. But now it's about quality and quantity because mm-hmm. now you're competing with motherfuckers who can make something look like a goddamn Netflix movie, you know, and then their yeah. podcast sounds like a fucking, you know, one of the great, like something should be on Sirius XM. Yep. So, like, you're it's having to compete talking with about that. us. Yeah, talking yeah. about us. Yeah. 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 You guys are professional. I fucking love your all show, man. I really do. I, I, I listen to it all the time. I listen to it all throughout football season. You guys are hilarious, bro. It's awesome. But hey, We appreciate that. Yeah, thank And right. thank you guys for having me on, though, for real. This is awesome. I was going to say, we, we talked about having you on after the season, you know, once we started getting going. We were, like, brainstorming, like, who we could get as guests. So, it's definitely a, a great merger of the uh, of the two. Yeah. So. Uh, so we'll get a bit to more of your life in a little bit because we do like asking guys just about their whole. Did you ask me about anything, bro? We'll talk to you about anything. But we want to talk about we want to talk about Orlando and the Citrus Bowl. We have some <laughs> serious questions and we've got some unserious questions. Okay. Um, serious question to start off with. Um, obviously, the win itself, and then D Square. Obviously, you passed the mantle to D Square when you left. He kind of took over as the leader of that defense, same position as you. How'd that feel for him to end up with the ball and the win? Man, I, I low-key, like, low-key teared up when that happened, man. Just because, like, it was so crazy being there, man, because so where our seats was, we were down, like, in the right corner of the, like, so the Kentucky bench was, like, facing us, and we were, like, down in the right corner of the Probably end zone. Probably somewhere in my seats, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, I texted you. I was like, hey, we got the whole row, and this motherfucker still passed out from the night before. Hey, we're going to sing your frogs at like 1.30 in the morning. Max, it closes at 2. I don't give a fuck. We're going to, we're going to sing your frogs. That is the most Max Duffy thing of all time. And we ended up not going. I called my when we moved back to the house. But anyway, so it was crazy because, like, you know, during that time, like when you know, there's timeouts or something like that, you know, I could literally look out there and see the 18 game. You know, I could see Josh 
sacking McSorley there at the 10-yard line. I can mm-hmm. see Benny running into that end zone. I can mm-hmm. see Lonnie making that interception. I can see Chris Oates with the scoop up at the end of the game. Yep. I can see me tripping Trace McSorley, and it's not a sack. It, was, it should go down as a trip. It was not a sack. I want that for the record. And, uh, and to see how it ended with Square making that play and knowing that Chris made that play to end the game in 18. Yeah. I mean, it was just – Things happen for a reason. It was sentimental, man. Yeah. It, it was crazy, and I low-key teared up. Just because I know, like, what kind of fighter DeAndre Square is. I mean, the guy was ruled out, and – you know, people that know me, I always played hurt. I mean, there was never – my two years playing at University of Kentucky, there was not a game where I was 90 per, at least 90%. Oh, there was a few games where you had that club on your hand, too. Oh, dude, I had the club. I, my shoulder was getting injected every game. I, I had to get uh, spinal injections uh, once gonna, every four months. I was going to say, four the, months. the Georgia game when we played for the East, you, Josh, Jay Jones – I mean, probably one or two others had the clubs on, and we're yeah. still trying to take them on. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. and and uh, the the great memory of DeAndre Swift running through my ass. <laughs> and the, uh, that, that's the only thing I remember about that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's Mike, always Mike still Mike. trying to tackle it. Yeah, it's not as bad as Mike's, but you know, it's still yeah. But you know, seeing Square go out there and make that play like he did, man, and and having Summerall back to have him coach that last game for him, man, it's it was. Yeah. You, it was almost like a fucking movie, man. I mean, it really was. Just how the game went, how we started off hot, then we kind of were losing momentum, getting lackadaisical. And then, you know, it's like something happened at fucking halftime and everybody gets riled up and that inspirational music starts fucking creeping in the background. All of a sudden, yeah. Square's like, no, nah, man, fuck this. I'm going back in. Let's get this shit going. And he goes out and makes a fucking great and, play. And John Sumrall has disproved any doubters that crying makes you soft. No. Because sure. he yeah. is the hardest man in the world. Mm. But the biggest crier in the world of all time. Like, I think I've seen him cry at least 10 to 15 times. Like, he's cried more than anyone that I know, but also, like, the hardest man I've ever seen. Would you agree? I kind of like that, though. Dude, let me tell you something about John Summerall. That is the realest. That's one of the realest dudes you ever meet in your life. Yeah. He really is, man. Yeah. I, mean, I, I retweeted it after the game, and I was like, Troy's got a good one here. They're oh going to be yeah. tough. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm literally a Troy football fan now. Just sure. like anywhere that that man goes – he could go to Troy. He could go to South Carolina Upstate. He could go to fucking Albany State. I don't give a shit. What if he goes to the Tennessee Volunteers? I don't give a shit. I'll, 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 I'll kick my orange back on. I'm sure my dad still got my checkerboard pull overall somewhere. Oh, no. But, uh, but for real, man, that dude, he came into my life when I was going through some shit, man. And um, he, ne- he knew me for, you know, a week, if that. And instead of calling me, he didn't call me, he didn't text me, the dude showed up on my doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, when he came in, that was 2019, correct? Because yeah. It was after, it was after the uh, Citrus Bowl. Yeah. So, how, how was that? You talk about how he came to your life at, like, a rough time. And you've been open about how your senior season wasn't painted the way you wanted to. How much did he help and guys like Stoops and the rest of the organization help oh, you specifically man. during that time? Man, I've – I completely broke during that time. And if it wasn't for Summerall and if it wasn't for Stoops, if it wasn't for Gabe, head trainer over there, I mean, Gabe was always a dude that I could go in and close the door and, you know, just talk, man. You know what I mean? Because I know it's it's talked about now, and I'm so glad it is, but the mental health side of things when you're a football player, man, or anybody in general, you know, just being able to make that a norm that, hey, it's – it's fucking okay, man, to, you know, sit here and talk about shit you're going through. Because it took me forever, dude. And, uh, 
um, you know, during that time, man, and it was rough. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of different things going on, uh, character being tried, this and that, and being having to sit there and just eat it, dude, and not being able to fucking do anything about it. And just, uh, you know, it broke me. And so, uh, and to think I was just like, it's crazy to sit back and think about it because, like, I was this, I was that motherfucker that was like, I'm unfucking breakable, yeah. you know, at that time. And I, when I look back at this shit, and I talk about it all the time, like I was talking on the pre-show the other day, uh, I'm a fucking realist when it comes to anything that I fucking do now. If, if the good, the bad, the fucking ugly, everything. Because if you're not real with your fucking self, you're not going to be real with anybody else in your life. And if you're not real with yourself, then who the fuck are you going to be real with? So Especially with, like, my career and shit. So, like, people say, like, oh, you're great, this, this, and that. If I was a great fucking player, I'd still be fucking playing. Like, if I was a – like, people, like, I was a good player, like, this, this, and that. Like, perspective, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different, different perspective. Yeah, but for me and, like, how, like, I envision shit, like, and what – because I know what it takes. We're, we were surrounded by greatness. Yeah. And we know what it takes to fucking get there. And so I'll always sit there and say, like, you know – you know, I wasn't that great, but what the things that I did do was I was I knew the fucking playbook. I got dudes lined up pre-snap, uh, you know, and I can take on a puller. I, t- I tell you one thing that you did, and this is what I was going to lead into, and you just led me into it perfectly. The as much as everyone praises Vince, Mark Stoops, all the great people we've had, we mentioned you mentioned Gabe. You can't like create a culture and build a, a level of excellence in a program unless the players buy into it and the players want to drive it. And the play, yeah. and you've got to have good enough players to be able to do that. Yourself, I would say Drake Jackson, guys like Bunchy, um, I would say Logan to maybe a little bit of a lesser extent, but Logan was good. You kind of guys that came in, where I think, was it 2015? 16, 16, yeah. Yeah, 16. And, and led that. How much pride do you take out of the fact that we've won this Citrus Bowl, we've won oh, four in a row, man. When you guys came in, it was a basket case, and now to see the level of excellence that it's the program. beautiful. Courtney man. loves one, definitely yeah. for sure. Yeah, dude, it's beautiful. I mean, just to see where the program's gone, not just from a wins and losses standpoint, not just from a consecutive bowl victory standpoint, just from the culture in general, like you're talking about, man. Just because when I came in, dude, like we were still over at Nutter, like yeah. it was the last, uh, it was my last semester over there before we moved over. And uh, I graduated early, thank God. I got up here um, in the spring of 16, so I graduated high school early. Got up here, got acclimated and everything. At the time, DJ Elliott was our linebackers coach and defensive coordinator. Uh, went through summer and went through, uh, I believe, freshman year and got a new linebackers coach because one of the outside linebackers coaches left. So DJ took over outside, enters Matt House. Yeah. And Matt House was really the first person to actually teach me how to play linebacker. Taught us all. Dude, there was a game when we went down to play Florida my freshman year. When we went, it was CBS game of the week, three thirty in the swamp. Got our fucking brains beat out. Off. It was like my welcome to college football moment, dude. Because like, I mean, you know how the swamp is, yep. dude. I mean, it's yep. fucking insane. But like, it was three thirty, and I usually take a lap around every stadium, just walking. And I came back, dude, and I was fucking drenched. Well, anyways, we get packed, dude, and we look at the fucking film, like. Jay Jones, Courtney, none of us knew how to play linebacker at that point. Courtney was the mic. Jordan yep. was the wheel. There would be like a straight series where Courtney would be lined up in the boundary and Jordan would be lined up to the field and like yep. just playing opposite positions and doing each other's – like what they're supposed to do but just flip-flop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, just to see how 
the mindset shift came into play to when it was like it's not okay to go seven and five. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to not go to bowl games anymore. It's not okay to lose to Louisville every single year. Yep. It's not okay to do this and do this. And it's, a standard was set. And each year it just got upped and upped and upped. And, you know, when I look back on it, man, and that 2018 defense, man, the standard for that defense, yeah. dude. We've talked about it on this show a ton. The The names on that defensive roster, even the guys who didn't play, because like we talked about, Yusuf didn't see much, you know, playing time on that 18 roster. Jamin didn't see anything. No, no dude. It's crazy. So much NFL talent on that, on oh, that, yeah. on that uh, defense, man. It was crazy. But it is, it is, though. And, like, that's the one thing that I brought back a little bit on this show and tried to kind of emphasize is, like, the coaches are great, don't get me wrong. They have been great, and they, they do set the tone a lot. And what they allow you to do and not allow you to do does set it. But it's the guys that are like, when we're in the locker room and Cash is talking to someone, or Josh Allen was talking to someone, or Mike Edwards is talking to someone, or this year Josh Bunchy's Pascal, talking to Pascal's, Pascal's talking to yeah. someone, when those guys give the feedback and be like, hey, man, that's not good enough, or this is good enough, or that's what we want, this is not what we want, that's when the stuff starts to change. Because as much as you're going to listen to the coaches, you're going to listen to your teammates more because you want oh, their absolutely. respect before you want the coaches' respect. Oh, dude, absolutely. That's actually what like jerked my ass in gear to actually start taking this shit serious is how I should is because of Darius West, and I will yeah. always love D. West because of it. Yeah. That, and that's a name that gets forgotten, start. too. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. man, that roster. Dude, D. West, D. West is probably one of the best defensive backs in the country mm-hmm. at, that, at that point in time. Dude would knock your fucking brains out, dude. And he was so intense. Every he reminded me of low key like Brian Dawkins or somebody like yeah. that. And that's why, because I, I was the same way. He was a hard motherfucker. I was a hard motherfucker. And like, especially when we came to a standard like we needed shit done the right way, you know, hey, I can rely on you, you can rely on me. Because, you know, if you don't, your brother's going to call you out on it. Like Max said, yeah, a coach getting on you is one thing. But if your fucking brother comes over and says something to you, especially when D. West comes down to you and says, hey, motherfucker, I can't trust you. <laughs> he looked at me and said, I can't trust you. Dude, it felt like he Get took a fucking gear. ice pick and just went, boom, like right in my fucking chest with it. Dude, it was crazy. And that's what really jerked my ass in gear. So I started getting in the playbook. I stopped going out. Um, got in the weight room more with uh, more than just lifting. Because at that point, I, I was just worried about being the strongest motherfucker mm-hmm. there, out being there. being big. That's an Eastern Kentucky mindset. You just want to be big. Dude, I, it's, I was talking to somebody about this last night. It's like nothing but power lifters. Like, it's not, there's it's no in-between. There's no bodybuilding. <laughs> there's no, like, athletic lifting. It is straight fucking power lifting. How much can you fucking deadlift yep. for one rep? How much can you squat for one rep? And how much can you fucking bench for one rep? It's just, it's, well, it's I mean, crazy. I, I'm from the, so I went to school in Eastern As you can Kentucky tell, Brent, also, Eastern Kentucky, he gets yes, into power. Yes, very, Kentucky. very yeah. large guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, we would even play, like, and I'm sure you've played guys before, like, from Hazard or Perry County. Like, even, like, their shortstop was literally just, like. Yeah, the tank. He, he, yeah, just as buff could be. And we're just like, what are, like, what much, are we playing here? How much has your bench gone up since leaving football? Has oh, it? dude, I don't bench anymore. I don't okay. barb over my shoulder. I can't okay. take it. So, okay. I'm, I'm just into uh, looking good with my clothes off now. Okay. Yeah, that's that's about it. We got a lot of things in common. We always we always have a lot of things in common. Yep. Um, another uh, Citrus Bowl question. Um, defensive side's always been pretty good for us. Offensive side, getting in guys like Wandale, um, getting in Will Levis, massive difference this year. Um, transfer portals obviously changed since you've left. Um, are we gonna? Do you think we're gonna be able to keep that going 
um, with, you know, Florida, Georgia. We're competing with all these teams, Tennessee. And if so, why, why is Kentucky so attractive, you think, at the moment? Just because I think of the recent success we've had, man. And I think it, like, teams that historically aren't good, that weren't that good or weren't that consistent, that suddenly become good and become consistent becomes like a trend. Almost like when the Browns got Odell. And they're thinking, okay, they're about to go to the playoffs. And everybody hopped on the Browns bandwagon. It's kind of the same thing here with what we're doing. You know, I mean, you go to a sit, you go to the Tax Slayer Bowl for the first time since 2011. Then from there on out, you've, re- you've repeated bowl appearances for six straight years. You've won four in a row now. You've, you're, and the thing about it is it, everything has come full circle. And it's, everybody's, everybody has a piece of it. Not only do the players have a piece of it, not only do the coaches, but like our media staff – our videographers, how they put out content, just because they know the way of the world now. And so content and putting it out on social media has become so big that, like, you know, for example, like when they put us up on the uh, the billboards there, not billboards, but the video boards oh, in, New in New York. Yeah, Insane. it's just marketing and different things like that. They now finally understand how big of a business this actually is. Mm-hmm. And so shout the brand – yeah, shout out Slacks. Really, for, for real, though. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Even hey. for letting us have all the guests this year. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout, out, shout, shout out. out to you, Susan. And uh, for multiple reasons, multiple reasons for saving my ass multiple times. But uh, that's besides <laughs> the point. we got to talk about this, by the way, because I was telling Max a story earlier. In 2018, and this is another reason why Kentucky's gotten to a point, is in 2018 you were a, a rock star, Benny was a rock star, Josh was a rock star. Um, you know, everyone was a rock star. But one of the things that helped to build that Max clearly was. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that built that was the way you guys responded to other people talking shit. And I'll never forget this. It was the Missouri week, obviously, when you all played bad in the first half and then second half, the miraculous comeback. Something Kentucky football's never seen before. But I remember the week leading up to it. Some guy had tweeted, was talking shit about, like, Kentucky and all that. And I actually asked you in the, like, media availability, I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> did you see did you see this guy? And before I could even say his name, you were like, oh, no, I don't read that stuff, man. I don't care. I don't want to talk about that. I was like, oh, okay. And then not even five minutes after you got back in the locker room, you get on Twitter, sup, and tag that guy, and tag, like, everyone else who was talking shit. And I was like, you could have at least given me a soundbite or something. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, I, I went with the uh, Tom Brady approach, not really telling you what I think. I guess I guess I haven't – I guess I didn't see it or something, and you might have brought it up, and I was like, oh, shit, some motherfucker on there talking shit? All right, let's get it. No, it was um, – was it Scott Van Pelt? No, it was It was like some Missouri beat writer, I think. Oh, okay. No, it was a guy who used to play for Missouri, I think. Because I remember when – I can't remember who he – it might have been the Florida game. It might have been Van Pelt. It might have been Herb Street. Or it might have been Lee Corso. Mm-hmm. They said something about us losing that game on ESPN or whatever, and then I quote tweeted. Oh, like, no, no tweet- it was uh, the Mississippi State week after you all beat Florida. They all picked Mississippi yeah, State. Yeah, I remember that now, yeah. Yeah. What's been uh, what's been the best moment you think of your of your football career? What's been the best? It's hard to narrow it down like that, man. For honest to God, the thing I miss about it the most is like this: yep. the locker room. Yep. Like so many different guys from so many different backgrounds. I mean, you're literally from halfway across the fucking world. I'm from goddamn <laughs> Eastern Kentucky. Okay, yep. we got dudes from fucking Fort Lauderdale, yep. Broward County, yep. California. Ohio, yeah. Georgia, Alabama, Memphis, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean. Steven Johnson from Cali. Cali. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, just so many different people from so many different backgrounds and upbringings and beliefs. And we all fucked with each other. Never really. I mean, obviously, where there's 105 bulls in a room, some guys are going to butt heads from time to time yep. out there on the field. But other than that, dude, we were, our locker room was so cool. Yeah. Like, it was such a cool place to be. I mean. Uh, music was always on. Vibes were always up, man. I mean, it was dope. It was dope. Yeah, but. yeah, no, no doubt. Well, what about? Um, all right, well, we've gone through the best. What about, what's been the worst? What was the what was the low point? Obviously, I mean, you've talked about the mental health stuff, but I want to let's stick away from that for a second. On the field, was it Trask? Was it that dilemma, or was it? Oh, you don't really care about that. I was looking back at it just from a mental aspect of how I approached the game. Yep. Yeah, it would probably have to be that, uh-huh. just because I allowed. It was the first time I really allowed, like, social media to get to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it was the first time I experienced the cancel culture side yep. of of Twitter, man, and Instagram and all that shit. I mean, I literally couldn't get on there without uh, – what's up, Bo? Bo Allen's just walked in. We'll get him on in a sec. But, yeah, like, I couldn't, I couldn't get on there. And uh, so, like, me and how I was, like, with marketing and how I wanted to market myself, like, I was, like, I let – other people's fucking opinion of me and what I did on the field, which, by the way, happens every fucking football game almost, like in a pile. Yep. Like some, I'm, I'm not sitting here fucking condoning what I did, <laughs> goddammit, okay? I know I fucked up, okay? Hey, I fucked up. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, I would say it was that because, like, the next week against Mississippi State, um, had to sit that first I had to half. sit the first quarter and um, – then I got a couple concussions, and that really fucked with me. Whose decision was that for you to have to sit? Uh, it was mine and Coach Stoops' decision together because okay. we had to – I mean, thank God Greg Sankey didn't fucking suspend my ass, dude. I mean, he should have. I mean, I, I don't know why he didn't, but uh, I mean, thank God he didn't. But then, like, me and Stoops met up. We were like, hey, you know, we got to compromise something here. Let's just sit out the first quarter, you know, let Chris get some reps, this, this, and that, and – uh, you know, it actually ended up working out really well because after that game, Chris actually started coming in more for, like, uh, third-down packages and different things like that. So uh, it actually worked out pretty I well. I agree, but it also probably cost us a lot of momentum at Mississippi State. Oh, it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I completely screwed the I team. Mean, and that, and a, that's that honestly what hurt me the first most. first half for us. That's honestly, like what, I, like, what pissed me off the most about it because I get mad at myself more than the situation. Like, if I know it was something that I just completely just – you know, a dumb fucking mistake, and I know that it hurt my team. Because like, at the end of the day, like, I know I'm not that one guy that can go out there and do things that, like, let's say a Jordan Jones could at that point. Or, you know, somebody – or like a Jamin Davis when he came on. Yeah. So, like, I knew I needed those ten other guys out there just so I can go out there and make at least a couple plays and get guys in position for them to make plays because, like – I sent her so much by the other day. Like, that's my thing. Like, going back to me getting dudes lined up and playing. Like, if Jamin Davis and Chris Oates, like, they knew the playbook. I mean, they were young, you mm-hmm. know. So, I mean, it takes a couple guys a couple years. Hell, it took me two years. So, there's if they knew the playbook and knew how to line dudes up and get the checks at least half as good as I did, I probably would have never seen the fucking field. <laughs> it's crazy. I it's do want to say this, though. We do have, obviously, Ray Guy Award winner here. Cash, before you got here, was an absolute special team superstar. Yes. What was it? Missouri 2017. He was my man on punt. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. But he actually got a first down on punt. I know you like to you like to make it look flashy. Like, Missouri, oh, you yeah. juke the guy once. Should have been a flag, so too, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> it was no, not, not all ten guys – not everybody was set. We yeah. just ran up and uh, – 
It was the old Coach Hood Wildcat. Yeah, Wildcat. Oh, wait, what, are you talking about his no, or his? Cash is, cash yes. okay. No, the Coach Hood, he kept the same signs like Max was there. Like, it was the same <laughs> thing. Like, we had everything. And it's, it's actually funny because my cousin – uh, played at EKU for Coach Hood when he was the head coach there, right. and he was on punt team. And, it, like, every time we get together, we were like, how fucking much does Coach Hood love punt team? And we go, <laughs> it's like, we were talking about it because, like, we would be, like, in a in a 50-minute uh, special teams meeting, and, like, 40 minutes of it is punt team. <laughs> and, but that's what makes him such a great coach and different things like that. Man, you've seen what he's done at Murray State, and I love Coach Hood. I mean, Coach Hood was really the first guy that actually made me feel like I had, like, a role on that team because giving me that – personal protector position and like being able to run a fake punt this this, and that being able to have responsibility of shifts and making sure dudes are lined up in the right position and so you know i give coach hood all the credit in the world to give me kind of that momentum i'll give you a time that you might remember you might not i've chose to put it in the back of my brain we're playing i know you're gonna fucking say we're playing eastern michigan oh man and we had a call where if they overloaded the right hand side we'd check to the left (laughs) I had a word, because I'm from Australia, that I like to use a lot. It starts with C. I'm not going to – and it rhymes with punt. Oh and I God. said, hey, punt, punt, punt. Hey, let's not, let's not change it. Let's not change it. And you turned around. I think you gave me the biggest mouthful I'd ever had in my life. And I was like, no, I don't want to change it. You said, we're changing it, motherfucker. Turned back around, and you just called it. You just said, let's go. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going. I had to run to the left, <laughs> like snap it around my body. And they all – like it was – there was need to do it. And so then you came up to me after play and you're like, don't you ever tell me what to do ever again. And I'm like, dude, I just thought we could have done that. It would have worked just as good. <laughs> oh, dude, you I'm were fired up. Uh, we left it for like 15 minutes and then I went over. I'm like, it was my fault. I'm sorry. I apologize. And I don't time. think you responded. I think you just sat there and let me walk off. That's my bad, dude. <laughs> that's my bad, dude. I mean, like, and I try to tell people that all, like, all the time. I was actually talking to somebody about the other day. They were like, uh, they're like, what's like their mentality about shit out there? I was like, dude, to be quite honest with you, that's two different fucking human beings out there, dude. Like it's it's scary. Like that's when I when I would be out there, like the guy you're seeing around, like I'm cool, calm, cool, collective, chill, kumbaya. But out there, man, it's fucking war, and I'm out there to fucking ready to die if, if needs. So. I was getting ready to say one of the like. There's been a lot of moments under Stoops where things have been like incredibly like hype. I'll never forget though. I think it was South Carolina 2018. You got kicked out for targeting, which was total bullshit. I think. Nah, I don't know about that. Now, looking, looks, back, looking back at it now with the rules and everything, yeah. In my opinion, yeah, it's bullshit. But yeah. in, in the eyes of college football and their rules. Uh, either way, I remember that one was kind of like it could have gone either way, and you got kicked out. And I'll never forget when he was running back to the locker room. It was like, oh man, that sucks. Like Cash has gone, and he's going back, and he's like cutting a wrestling promo on the way to the locker room. Oh, I gave, I gave. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Right the too sweet. Yep. Yeah. So hey. it was fun, man. So we got about five minutes left before we get the head. Well, we'll try and get the headset on Bo. Um, <laughs> your why you play football and what's motivated you throughout your career and what's motivating you now. We always ask each guest what their motivation is behind what they, why they do things. In football, man, it was. It was, ne- I, and, I, and I realize this, because like, like I said, I'm always real myself, and I do a lot of self-reflection, because like, if you go back and you realize uh, things you did right and things you did wrong, things you, you could look at a different lens and a different perspective, the thing that drove me the most was proving people wrong. Like, I never did it for me, in, in me, like, in just for me, like, because it was fun. Like, I did it because people told me that I couldn't, you know, and I'm always that motherfucker saying, like, hey, you know, you can't do this. Oh, motherfucker, watch me. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. But now it's more so about 
fear drives me and motivates me. And 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 people can get that conscrewed, misconstrued. It's you never want to be fearful of any like have no fear in your heart about anything, any obstacle, any man, anything like that. But I know what's on the other side of not being disciplined with myself, not getting to the gym on time, not doing my things right. I know what's on the back side of that, but I do know what's on the front side if I do continue to be on that path of self-discipline and know that if I continue to be myself and find more within myself of who I am and not what people want me to be. Because, like, it's – honest to God, dude, like, I hate talking to people about, like, football now because, like, it's yep. fucking over yep. – it's okay. over with me yep. now. Like, I fuck – it's over with. Like, I get, like – I really do appreciate it. I Honest to God, I appreciate it. Everybody that comes up and says, man, I, I love watching you play – you know, this is now like I really do appreciate that. Well, it's just like you're in your second phase. Now. Yeah, it's you know just like I mean? because like if if you can because like, the thing that I've learned is that like if you continue to have one foot in the past, you're never going to be able to walk toward the future, the next door. And so for me, it's all about a having more good days than bad days. B making sure I'm on my shit every single morning. When the morning, when the sunrise, go out and work out, get everything out of my system. And make sure I get everything done. And but at the same time, manage my relationships. Make sure I'm in a good spot with people. Make sure my family's good. Make sure my relationships with my friends and everything's good. And make sure that you know life's good because we only get one shot at this fucking thing, man. And that's one thing you can never come back from. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yep. Any memory, any opportunity, anything like that, and especially your life. I mean, you we can't come back from that shit. So. Any opportunity that comes my way, I'm more like a – like I was in the middle of a duck field today when you texted me. Like I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this, but, yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. You know, because, like, I mean, it's just an opportunity to come in and sit down. Like this is like like fucking therapy to me, like almost, like to sit down and just talk with people, especially, you know, someone like you that you know, I shared a locker room with, so it's easy to sit down and actually be myself, yep. you know, and not have to be fucking buttoned up and shit all the time. So I appreciate you guys, man. Well, Thank you. You should, be, you should be very proud of yourself, man. You've, uh, as much as you want to say that you know you weren't the greatest player of all time, if you, I don't want to agree with that. I think you're a great player, but and I think all of Kentucky would say that. But also, just the impact that you had on the locker room, the impact that you had with the guys around you, um, was awesome. And you know, like I said to you, you and a few others, very select few others, should take big pride out of where we're at at the moment. Real quick, before we get you out of here, I do want to say, um, you know, obviously, you all talked about how like you, how hard you are on yourself. Being from Eastern Kentucky, where you're from, uh, being open about mental health and all that stuff after your playing career, being the face of a Kentucky kid who went and played at Kentucky, changed the culture. Fans, you know, that's that's huge, and uh, I think it's a big deal that you're being very open about this, your second phase after football, and I think it's going to be inspiration for a lot of people, especially from our area, who do want to come up and play football, prove people wrong, and uh, do it the right way, talk when they need to talk, and you know, all that stuff. It's been I great. appreciate that, man. Yeah. I really do, man. It was, it was all about, you know, being from Eastern Kentucky and putting on for people. Because, like, I know so many people that were so talented and maybe made one, one two decisions in the wrong way and oh, yeah. their whole life changed. And, uh, you know, I can think of, you know, one particular person right now in my mind who's no longer with us that should have been in the same shoes I was if, uh, you know, maybe it went on a couple, maybe went down a different path. But, you know, it's just the kids that maybe feel like there's no hope down there because it's there's such a it's such a dark corner of the state. It really is a different. World. I mean, I was telling uh, I was telling this girl last night. Uh, we went we were out to dinner at Malone's, and she was asking about you know my hometown and everything like that. And uh, I was like, literally, you go back to Eastern Kentucky, you go back 20 years, 
you oh, know, yeah. and, and like it's like two hours can go by, it feels like, but it's actually like 30 minutes has went by. Mm-hmm. And so if my story and if me coming from that area has brought attention to the mountains, then at the end of the day, like, that's all I wanted. You know, so I appreciate that, man. It means a lot. Job well done. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you. We'll let you get back to your ducks. Yep. Thank you, you for coming. I got to clean them motherfuckers, man. They're going to freeze <laughs> on my ass, man. Okay. Hey, thank you guys, man. Yeah. I got to get, these, get this workout in first. Problem. Right. Let's get to buzz. Appreciate it, Cash. Thank you, guys. Right. Cash was good. Like, that was one of the better interviews we've had, I think. Yeah. I'm sorry that every second word um, for the three-year-olds that listen in <laughs> weekly um, was cuss words. But, you uh, know, what's funny real, is, though. Like, very we're, real. We're actually having a, a kid on the show today yeah. for the first time. And the one show we decided to do that yeah. is the one where Cash is like, oh, can I cuss? Yeah, I mean, we cuss a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, know, it yeah. just let it, which was, I like it though because it is authentic. That is how a lot of people do talk that they cover it yep. up. It is Eastern Kentucky. It's very authentic and I, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, I don't know if I, uh, I, yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, he's, ve- no, he is real in terms of the way that he talks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not sure that my little sister. Um, do you have a little sister? I didn't yeah, know this. I do, she, but she's like 25. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like no, no. Let's let's be serious for a second. Well, hold on, wait, wait. wait. How do you think I felt whenever I brought my my mother to Tin Roof and you guys decided to get me drunk and you know? I prefaced w- it when I went and met her before the show and I said, "Mrs. Wayne Scott, I nice to meet you. Uh, my name's Miles," um, <laughs> and she said, "Hi, Miles." Um, she actually I got sa- confused on that, by the way. I said, "I'm very." Sorry if you, what we're about to, what the words are about to come out of our mouth are not up to the high etiquette and standard of the Wayne Scott family. And she said, Max, it's fine. I hear it every day. I said, okay. So Wait, I don't know she, if that's true or not, but that's what she said. No, it is, it is true. I love yeah. my mother, but it's one of those things where it's like, if I can't be real with my mom, yeah. I'm not going to like, you know, it, yeah. it's, what, it's the. And then you proceeded to drink about 20 shots in front of her. Well, Gatorade. Gatorade, yeah. yeah. Straight Powerade. <laughs> um, but a serious note on cash, I mean, we, I mean, I said it five times during the pod, so I don't need to repeat myself again, but um, definitely one of the guys that came in, changed the face of the program, one of the big leaders, um, definitely set the tone. For us, during a time of defensive dominance for the program, mm-hmm. um, I think his leadership, the way he was able to guide guys like Square, um, unfortunately, obviously, Oates with a disastrous situation with him, but he would have grown into a great player, um, you know, around him just to... He, like he said, he had freak athletes around him, and if he could, if his only job was to pull them all in line and make sure they all knew what they were doing, so he didn't have to do too much yep. of his job, then that was huge for us. Well, it kind of gets joked about a little bit, but he is the probably one of the greatest like heartbeats locker room guys of all time. Because you, again, we don't want to beat this dead horse, but like you said, if you tell a kid from Eastern Kentucky you're going to start on a defense that is littered with yeah. NFL talent First and you're going to start team. and yeah. you're going to play a pivotal role. Yeah. And like people forget he was still a captain on that 2018 team. Yeah. And you know, the fact that he did it played his role very well. Yeah. Um, obviously 2019, like we talked about a little bit, didn't go the way he wanted it to. Yeah. But I think people will look back on his career and be like, he made Kentucky being a Kentucky kid and was made it proud. Literally three years too late or two years too late on cashing in on some massive NIL mm-hmm. deals. Yeah. Which luckily he'd uh, still be set for life right now. Well, I mean, luckily, you know, he is the like we talked about the face. It's different of the when you're not playing, though. Different when it you're not playing. It is different. I understand, but I think he's I think he's getting enough from the uh, Commonwealth Credit Union, who decides to run those commercials five speaking, times a break. Speaking of a kid that is a Kentucky local, uh-huh. we have our next guest. 
We've mentioned him many times in the previous podcast. He's one of our favourite people on the team. You're kind of obsessed with him. I am. Um, we've spent the last 30 minutes since Cash left um, adjusting the headset, um, putting three headsets together, kind of like welding them all together so we can fit it on his large dome. Um, there was conspiracy theories that uh, when they landed on the moon, they actually just landed on Bo Allen's head. So, Bo, You're so mean, dude. welcome to the podcast. How yeah. are you? Doing great. That's a great introduction. <laughs> You're sad right there, but no, thank you all for having me. One of the, one of the greatest backup QBs of all time in Kentucky history, I would say, behind probably Sawyer Smith. Sawyer Smith. <laughs> Can we talk about this really quick? He even, like, when your name doesn't even need to be brought up in discussion whatsoever, finds a way to throw in a joke about your head. That's got to affect you at least a little bit. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been hearing it for a long time, but all my life. It definitely, Max probably overuses it. Definitely probably a little bit. So much so that at, I flew to Mississippi State and went and watched them on the road, um, disappointing game, mm-hmm. and got approached by his father in – um, very angry, you know, hostile. Mr. Allen. Like fists up, ready to go. Can you please stop making jokes about my son's large cranium? And then here you go. And, just again. Well, he he to, told you to stop? Uh, he, no, he just said, could you stop? And started laughing. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. I want to go back. We go back in history for most of the guys ask them about their childhood. And I want to ask about your first day on earth. Obviously, C-section. <laughs> oh, no. no you, <laughs> Max, chill you're out. You're <laughs> Oh, go, I just want to know. Ahead, go ahead. So your poor mother, does she now, whenever you used to, you know, not do your homework or the dishes weren't done or the dog needed to be taken for a walk, does she say, Bo, the things I went through to bring you to this earth and this is how you treat me, does she ever bring that up? No, she, ha- she hasn't. No, she's, I mean, she's, she's an angel, though. I, I'm sure she, she definitely went through it back in the day with all of that. But. By the way, um, we need to refer to him as William. Alan, because oh, Bo's yeah. not his real name, correct? Really? Yep. Yeah, my real name's William. William Charles Allen. My dad's my dad's name is. Well, where'd you get Bo from? So my dad's real name is also William, but his nickname is Bill, and they kind of, I just kept it going through my life and gave me a nickname of Bo, and didn't want to keep my name as William. But who who? So he, he came up with the Bo, or who no, came up with Bo? Both, both my parents. They both agreed with it. Well, it wasn't. See, so, we've had two guests then in the last two weeks that uh-huh. have a name and their parents have just decided don't like the name changing it, yeah. which is hilarious because they don't realize that they actually chose it in the first place. Yeah. Tristan Yeomans, whose real name is Aubrey Yeomans, and Bo Allen, whose real name is William Allen. Yeah, well, my, my parents had the plan, though. It wasn't like, like my name was always Bo, but it's on my birth certificate. It says William. Like my, I've, I've, <laughs> Why? That's a weird way to say it, I guess. I was about to say I just have a nickname of Bo. My question is, is, it, your middle, is it your middle name? No, my middle name's Charles. William Charles. William Charles. So I'm, I'm the second. Wasn't William Charles a – wasn't that oh, two names like of the Prince of something. England? There's not even a B anywhere in that name, and then we land on Bo. That's what I just want to know. If, if <laughs> Bo is a nickname, what made you decide to spell it B-A-A-U or, and not just well, that's B, up, so B-O? My, my parents had – they all chose it when I was born. But they kind of – I think my parents wanted a little bit of a – Difference or a little bit. Of well, what, what do you prefer? What do you prefer? Oh, I'm. I'm my name's Bo. Like, I don't <laughs> no, know it's not. No, it's in, no, no, that's the thing. It's not though. It's William. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I, even like if my mom was mad at me, she she calls me Bo. It's not like William Charles Allen. Okay. Like, in trouble. Well, do you write when you have to sign formal documents? Yeah. Do you have to write William? It just depends. Like I know some people. Like on my ID and stuff like that it says William. All that obviously, but um, some. 
like it really depends. Like I know a lot of things always does that, if, does that help you get into the bars at an earlier age? <laughs> because they'll be like, you hand them your ID. Or does it work the opposite way where they're like, Bo, come on, this clearly isn't you, the name's wrong. <laughs> oh, or is it like, well, I'm not Bo Allen, I'm William Allen. If there's anyone who wanted to live like a double life, yeah. it's definitely Bo. Or William, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't think it's had too much of an effect on that aspect. But well, what happens if I never, I never thought of it this in, this deep probably until now. Well, it is called Pennant Deep for a reason. Yeah, we do go. like to go very deep in thought and other things on the show. My question is, what if you didn't like your, your nickname? What if it's William Charles Allen and then your mom and dad call you Bo? But what if you didn't like Bo? Would you have two nicknames? Would you just this, I don't this know. carousel Is of it names? hard having three first names? I mean, I – I mean, I don't four. Think I'm only I'm only point. called Bo. So like, I don't, I don't, I really Bo, don't. William, Charles, Allen, all four are yeah. first names. I mean, there's not too many it's Allen first names. There's a couple. There's a lot. <laughs> a lot of Allen. It's not too more. I feel like Allen's common more in the last name. Allen Jackson. Allen, oh, yeah. Huge. That's Allen, no different. Allen though. Iverson. Allen um, Iverson. Ray yeah. Allen. Uh, yeah, but that's <laughs> a lot. definitely a lot. There also is an Allen Ray who played in the NBA as well. So really, yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. So yeah, yeah, we've, we've come to the conclusion of Bo's real name. Um, Bo, talk to us through the Citrus Bowl week. I'm always interested to know what you guys got up to. I know that's half the fun of it is the lead up to, especially for specialists because we don't really do anything on the field. Was there a fight Our, this year? There was so much fun yeah. in the lead up. What did you guys do? Was anything fun? Yeah, there were a lot of fun things. Was anything <laughs> yeah. fun? Well, of course it was okay, fun. Here's, okay, here's the thing. I want to preface it with this. If we had anyone who had any sort of honesty on this couch right now, they'd be like, maybe. Bo's going to talk it up as if it was like the week of his life. No, so just, I mean, like, okay, go. compared to my first bowl experience, it really was really down there for like two days, yeah, two or three days. Yeah, that so that's sucked. what, yeah, like, to me, yeah. it was like a whole different Oh, yeah, deal. of course, it's your first I could, Yeah, it was really my first bowl whole game experience. Yeah. So, like, on Monday, we got there Sunday night. I got there on Sunday night probably around four or five. I went on the team charter from Lexington. And, um, by Monday, we got to go to SeaWorld. And Coach Stoops really – our whole plan was that we were going to get really our, a lot of our heavy lifting and practice and our most physical and our bigger like – we were pretty much we – if we were going to be prepared to play that game before we even got to Orlando, we wanted to. So we had most of our heavy – like our big days in practice. And we still practice really hard down in Orlando. But we, like, we went lighter. We only wore full pads on one – we didn't go full pads any day. But we had shoulder pads and helmets only one day. And usually we at least do that two days out of the week. But – that surprises people, though. Like, I know I've talked to many people about, obviously, besides the NC State game, that um, we really don't practice much during the bowl week. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, you should be taking it serious and all this. It's like we've won four from four. Yeah, like, it's it's clearly that's not, the, yeah. that's not the way to win. And I think there's something to that about, like, being fresh. And I think that might be a trend that continues. I think it's because you play better hungover. Well, that too. Like, you actually do. Because you have to concentrate more. Whereas if well, you feel you great, if you feel great, then I don't know how well you play because you're like, I'm feeling good. You actually have to be like, I'm hungover as shit right now. I need to concentrate on everything. You play a lot better. So you didn't have a big night before the Georgia game? When we were down at the Citrus Bowl in 2018, me and Miles and Tristan Grant had gotten in at about 4 a.m., I think, and practice was at like 8. And we they had like the... Uh, not the spider cam, but they had the big mic that they could put over people so they could listen to the conversations. And I'm sorry for the language here. Um, we were all talking around, and I was like, Grant, I'm fucked right now, dude. I can barely even see. And Grant's like, dude, same. And then Tristan's like, man, I'm hungover as shit. And we're just talking about that for about a minute, and we just hear laughter behind us. The guy had had the mic over <laughs> us and the camera on us the whole time. I'm like, are you going to use that edit? He's like, probably not. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what else did you get up to? 
Yeah, so on Monday, Monday we had a day at SeaWorld. It was optional to go to SeaWorld. We could just walk right across from our hotel, and uh, that was fun. I, like, there was a lot of different things going on. Like, me and I rode around with Nick Scalzo a lot, but we got to see, like, a orca show. We got to see, like, pet some dolphins. All he, that he's in the dude. portal, right? Yes. Is he, has he gone anywhere? Yeah, Sanford, he's at right? – uh, yeah, he's in Sanford. Okay, yeah, sorry. Birmingham, continue, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks so, for uh, clarifying where Sanford is. No, I just know. I, 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 I get Sanford and uh, – Stanford? No, not Stanford. What's a, what's, a, what's a school? What's a school in Nashville? Belmont. It's Belmont. They they both have the same colors. I get both those schools mixed up all the time. From where they are, from where they're located. His face. No, I'm not saying the blue name. Blue and red it. and white. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Belmont and Sanford are both. Well, do you get the New England Patriots mixed <laughs> no, up with them as well? No, I just I get confused. I, Maybe I the Red Sox or the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> Can't go Can't go Max is yeah. a big animal guy. I, yeah. I've quickly learned. Do you have a favorite like exhibit or an animal at SeaWorld? I know we're asking the hard questions here, but <laughs> oh shoot, oh, this um, really was a hard question. He doesn't know. The orca show was probably pretty cool. Scalzo, Scalzo getting any TikToks while he was there? I don't think he did. I think he stayed away. Is he from cutting back? Is he? <laughs> yeah, I think he's cutting back on the TikToks. Maybe yeah, a little bit. I don't, he shouldn't though. I mean, he's his exposure. He's got. I would. You know what I'm saying? Like he's probably making money from. Hey, it. Okay, here's somehow. the thing. As I'm going to continue to say throughout this this little segment, most positive. You, like you could, I don't think he's ever said a bad word about anyone. He probably hates everyone on the team. And he, yeah. you'll be like, "What do you think?" About, oh, great guy. Like I, I love what he does. Like he's so awesome, like that. And I'm like, Bo, just tell me what you really think. Okay, can I say this? He's <laughs> he's actually got a point. Like so. On I three, don't have TikTok, so I wouldn't know. On three, our parent okay. company, whatever, released a new feature. Yeah. I'm plugging it very hard. Company man, NIL okay. 100. Uh-huh. Uh, for college football, Nick Scalzo was actually on that list. Really? For, like, most valuable. Because of QB1, obviously. Well, QB1 obviously helps, I'd say. but Were you – okay, I don't know the process. We probably should have got Scalzo on here at some stage. Were you ever approached for QB1, or how do they decide who they're going to approach and, like, who they're going to yeah. do? And, like, do they make money from it? I think that I was never approached by them at all, but I remember um, I talked to Nick about it, and I think what happened was they kind of went around and chose a group of I want to say we said like about fifteen to ten quarterbacks around yeah. the country. Yeah, and, and one, of them was, them. one of them was Rattler too. Yeah, yeah. But at first, what they did, they picked like fifteen. And they followed the show was about three quarterbacks. It was, yeah, um, it was Nick Scalzo, Spencer Rattler, and Lance LeJean who ended up going That's to right. Kansas. Yeah. And, did uh, he have a play? I don't. Not that I know of, okay. but I'm not Sorry, 100% sure. <laughs> the QB and he one said curse. that they, like, they, they followed him for, like, about a week and kind of, like, figured out who they wanted to do. I, uh, I think it was a week or maybe a little bit less, and then they picked three out of the and, 10 to 15. And of the seven days they, they followed Scalzo around, he cried six of them, so they're like, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Like, they, they followed him before they sh- uh, shot the show or anything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, don't, I, mean, it's, I, I mean, Scalzo, he, he's, he's a good guy. He's an emotional man. Is he, is he a crier? <laughs> Have you watched the show? No, I actually haven't. Mate, every one. second scene with Scalzo crying, he cries more than John Summerall. He's just passionate, man. He loves the sport. He does. He's very passionate. I, no, I like Scalzo. We get along very well. Um, you, let's go, let's talk about you a little bit before we get too much into the Citrus Bowl game itself. You, uh, did you have an offer from Georgia? I did. They offered, what they offered offer, pretty what, late. What offers I, did you have? I had offers from, I had about like 14 or 15 total. Like Georgia. Yep, talk them Mi- up. Georgia, Michigan, yep. West Virginia, Washington State. Yep. Um, my first one was Bowling Green State out of Ohio. That was my you, first you one. Just, you said fuck yeah. them? No, I, I, was, uh, I loved them at the time. So, you want, why didn't you go? I mean, I, they offered me my freshman year out of, out of – You, just don't, you don't like Bowling Green? No, I didn't. It was, it's it was just early too, on. It's too small for you? <laughs> no. So, why didn't you go? 
If he loved it that much, why didn't oh, you? Why go? didn't you go somewhere else? Because no, I didn't Kentucky. have any offers. I didn't he have loves any Kentucky others. more. Uh, he loves yeah. Kentucky. So okay, so why? So Michigan, big school. Georgia, massive school. West Virginia, decent school, mm-hmm. not as good as us. Um, Washington State, no uh, Leach probably, yeah. but Leach probably went that's, they offered that, you. Yes, when I was being, that, that was the staff that I was being recruited okay. by. If, that's, if I didn't go to Kentucky, like that's for whatever reason, if I were like on signing day, if Kentucky were to like pull my, like if some situation that were to happen where I couldn't go to Kentucky, I would have gone to Washington State probably. Okay, in all seriousness, Jake Fromm hands the ball off a lot. Obviously draft pick, so don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But Stetson Bennett's now the quarterback for Georgia. Yeah. He's okay. Like, he is. He's good. Mm. Good, good. Good player. Do you ever just think, like, I might have been playing in a natty right now and actually playing? Well, you think about that kind of stuff. But, you know, like, like you why, Okay, know. why, why, why like, wouldn't you? Because I don't understand this. I love Kentucky now because I've been here. But mm. let's be honest. Like, if I could have got Georgia or Michigan, I probably would have been like, well, I don't, especially coming from Australia, don't have a clue what Kentucky is. I'm going to Georgia or Michigan. Why would you choose Kentucky over Georgia or Michigan? At the... I would still make the same decision today, but my thing, like, it would never was for me necessarily, like, the whole hometown thing. Like, my dad played here. It was never really much of that. Like, I always – Shout out, Bill. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, William. Sorry. Yeah. William. Allen. To me, like, why I chose Kentucky was the uh, – obviously the way the program was heading and how just the camaraderie from the coaches. Didn't like the way Georgia or Michigan's program was heading? No, I'm not saying that at all. Are you but. trying to get him to enter the portal or something? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Come on. But just how I was feeling with what my, like what my class was coming to, the class I came with, and how close we got, and the coaching staff. I know like I know the coaching staff's different at the time, but I'd say Eddie Graham was probably the biggest. If I was going to say what coach got me here more than anybody else, it would have been Eddie Graham. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm glad he's still around. I love talking to him all the time. But and I, and also, if Coach Cohen was recruiting me, I'd do the same. Thing, <laughs> you you like the way him. he ran the ball majority of the time? Is that something that really <laughs> no, lured you into it? I hope he listens to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, hold on. They've turned the speaker okay. on here, and this is a close game, and I guess Arkansas is about to do something. Wild. So, all right. And then talk about, like, so you make the decision, you come in. Um, I believe – it's probably, what, a three – no, it'd probably be a four-way battle between yourself, Joey, Joey, um, Terry, Foy Smith. Yeah. Um, firstly, how were those three well, hell, with you? Well, this year with Will. I, I understand. Yeah, I was yeah. going to get to that. Okay, but, okay. like, you come in and there's a bit of a battle. You probably don't expect to start first year, but you always obviously have those hopes. How were those three for you when you came in? Were they friendly? Were they nice? How was the dynamic in the QB room? And then um, how does it feel when we bring in a transfer after that? Yeah, so that's like right when I got here in the spring, I came in here in the spring right when COVID hit, but we, got, we had five practices and a lot of meetings. and we had, Which sucks so bad yeah. for people coming in, but sorry, continue. But So like at that time, Terry wasn't practicing that spring, is, so Sawyer started out taking, like was the main guy out of that practice. So it was great. Both of the, uh, Me and Joey came in both at the same time, so we were both learning as we go. And Sawyer helped me a lot. Me and Sawyer became really good friends. From I mean, you know, me and Sawyer was Sawyer was one of my closest friends on the team while he was here, yeah. and we just we grew a lot together on the field and meetings. He always helped me out a lot. Here's, the, definitely here's the thing about Sawyer, real fast. Mm-hmm. He can't read, can't do subtraction or multiplication or division well, anything. Can That's okay. Um, can't speak, but one of the smart like if you just talk football. Really, really, really smart, right? Yes. But, like, everything else wouldn't have a clue. But football, he's, like, he's explaining shit to me. And, like, I know most QBs can, 
But the way that they, he explained it to me, I was like, this guy, like, and the way that he played as well, I think he understood football pretty well. So probably a good mentor, mentor for yourself. Definitely. So yeah. all your kid, and his, like, he's just a great guy overall. And kid. A great guy to have a friend with as me coming in as young as I was at the time, being 17, about to be 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's, just, he was, he's been around college football longer, much longer than I was at the time, knew how it all went. But he, was a, he, he helped me out a lot just in football and not in football and just being just growing up as a man and being in college on yourself. All right, so then let's get to my second question. So Terry leaves. Um, Joey's still there, obviously. Mm-hmm. You and Joey kind of go head-to-head in the spring. Um, probably pretty close battle from the sounds of things. Um, no one was really sure who was going to take out the spot. Then there's a bit of rumours that we're getting someone come in. Then the, they hear about Penn State guy. Then Penn State guy does come in, obviously, and Will Levis. How disappointing is that? But how quickly do you have to change your mindset to be like, well, one, I've got to compete. But two, like, it, it is what it is, and I've just got to keep battling. Yeah, so I wouldn't say, like, it's a disappointing feeling really at all. Like, when that, let's say, like, right when I knew Will was coming. for um, Basically, like, I always thought that, I thought competition made me my best, and regardless of who was going to win the battle, I thought that I'm going to be better from it. This team's going to be better from it, and I'm going to give it all I got. You know, and I felt I felt highly going in. I, like obviously, I want to play. I wish I, I wish I won the job, but uh, me and Will, like me, we, me, Will, and Joe, we all battled it out. And but I'd say like I was never like let's say when Will came in, like it was not like oh shoot, like I'm not like dang, like, like you got to. I mean, I, like, obviously you do want to play. Like, you got to compete, would, though. Yeah, you got to compete, yeah. and I like that a lot. Like, I would never – like, let's say when the coaches were telling me a, co- a player's coming in, I'm not – like, yeah, like, I mean, I, would, you would want it to be more favorable for yourself, obviously, but there's a bit of competition that I think a lot of – a lot of people strive in competition. I think I do, and I think uh, – it better me as a football player. Even though, even though I didn't win the job, I got a lot better in camp. What, well, do, you, what do you think Real you've got to – okay. Well, one of the things I've learned, and I'm sure Bo obviously knows this too, being in – Kroger Field shadows being a backup at Kentucky isn't a bad place to be I mean under Stoops it feels like almost every quarterback Will's the only one that I can think of who it didn't come in as a backup and got forced into playing because someone got hurt and obviously we hope that doesn't happen like next year the year after or whatever but he does I mean well, that's what I'm saying though but being a backup at Kentucky if, I mean if Bo Allen's your QB too I mean that's a pretty solid place to be Huge. especially when guys like Stephen Johnson came in and played yeah. even had a fucking wide receiver come in and play yeah you know so I mean obviously opportunity's still there um <laughs> you lost my train of thought um so sorry <laughs> okay well we'll continue with the Kentucky thing you got your first touchdown for the yeah. University of Kentucky growing up I don't know did you were you a UK fan Hundred percent, yeah. So, every, how special was that moment? It was pretty cool. I um, just you think about, I think like when that kind of stuff happens and you get your first touchdown. I remember when you probably first started playing football at Kentucky. Like you think about the times where you started working really hard and what you. I know you weren't thinking about Kentucky football <laughs> when you were growing up, but I'm saying like like a lot of I'm moments, a lot of moments kind of like cultivate when you think in your mind, yeah. like when you're settling down after the game or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like we were killing. New Mexico State, I know it like, wasn't the biggest moment of the game by any means. but Still an still accomplishment, fun. man. Still an accomplishment. Fun. I remember when I was growing up, I obviously would always watch Australian Rules football and lucky enough to get drafted into that league. And the first game that I got to play was against my favorite all-time player. Oh, and man. the first thing he did was he punched me in the gut so mm-hmm. hard and it hurt because I pushed him and he whacked me. And I'm like, well, that's a nice introduction to my favorite ever player. Yeah. And then the first time I touched the ball, I kicked the goal. 
And, dude, I almost broke down in tears because it's like, as you say, like you, you watch that. football your whole life and you grow up and you're like, that would be so cool. Then you start to think like it's a realistic chance of maybe happening. Then it does happen. Then your ultimate like moment lives out and you're like, well, oh, that might be it for me. Like I'm happy with that shit. So I'm sure you felt, I mean, you got a lot more to prove and I'm sure that moment yes. was, was very special for you. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It, it definitely was. One of the, definitely my favorite game of the year probably. You're going to get a little picture framed or something of you going over the goal line i would i don't know i don't, I don't think i have one there's there's you know jacob noger he takes enough great pictures so yeah. we, we we're definitely blessed with him but. all right question that i like to ask all qbs because i think it would be so cool as a punter we don't get to do anything but you get to do a bunch of cool things okay firstly checking out of things and tapping your helmet you've got four options okay what's your favorite Checking out and tapping the helmet or, like, whatever you guys do for a check. One, just the cadence in general. Just being able to do the cadence yeah. is really, really cool. Okay. Three is just calling the guy in just with just, like, a little hand signal. And I don't know if you're allowed to do this in college, but for NFL, it's cool. It's just seeing it, looking around. Rogers does it a lot. Looking around, looking around. Best quarterback. Walks off and just timeout. Oh, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just call the timeout. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's your favorite of the four? I definitely say like with our offense we have those kind of those pro and like mannerisms that we have with the like I know you're talking tapping your head and we have two different types of calls that flip a play or change a play. I think and when we do that we kind of have a little bit of a hard count to start out with. And we do like like we do the whole Ooh, kind the of NFL good, like yeah. whitey whitey set and if you I think once you get a guy on a hard count like when you get somebody in practice that's one of the best like, yeah. it's just yes. you, like it's just your voice. Like your my voice got like, like yeah. it's just it's I, I love having hard counts and doing that kind of stuff. We did a hard count once for field goal, and I got him to jump so much yeah. times that yeah. year. It was so good. It's, and I, you just scream it, and they just go, "Oh!" <laughs> so you okay? Do wait. I want you to do this. Talk us through the the play call comes in from Liam Cohen. You're in the huddle. Give us the play. What a play call might be. Go up. Give us a hard count. Then give us the other, give us the rest of the cadence, and then whatever the fuck you do to finish. I want to hear this. This nah, is good. I, I won't Please. Get, all right, all right. I'll say. It. This I'll is good. To, People will enjoy this listening. We we did have some pretty. I think it's pretty cool. Like that. You know, the NFL, the play names get pretty long. Yes, and, and yes. Coach Cohen definitely pushed it down a lot to make it easier on all. Give us of us, one. But. Give us one. All right, we're in the huddle. I'm Coach Cohen. I've just called it. I'm, long, just, I'm giving you the number the on the sheet, and yeah, you got to pull. Yeah, you got to yeah. pull that up. I was about to say, there's that scene from Hard Knocks where Gruden's talking to a guy, I mean, trying yeah. to get him to repeat. the Was play. it Peterman or someone? He had no I idea. It was maybe. A, I think it was like the 2002 one when he was with the Raiders or the Bucks. It was someone yeah. who was just sorry, yeah. as could be, and they just. He was like, they, they could – I thought it was Peterman. They couldn't even get, like, five plays through. And he's like, say yeah. the play. Yeah. It's, I feel like that would be one of the most stressful things because as someone who loses well, a train so of thought halfway we, through. We weren't breaking news, but, Bo, you can confirm or deny this. So, apparently, a couple times in the early games, Will and Coach Cohen weren't quite on the same page of what the signals were coming in, and it would be like – now, this might be completely off, but I think I'm close to Well, that like was evident with the 17, 17 top page, 17 bottom page, 17 third, whatever yeah, the pages yeah, are. Top, yeah, top and Will, he'd call 17 third page or whatever, mm -hmm. and Will would just read 17 from the top page, and the wrong plays were getting run. And he was like, what was that? Yeah. And they, then, is that true, or you, you don't want to say, or... I mean, I've heard that's like, true. So, well, my, the, the one thing to me that would be evident of that was when Stoops. Bo was, nodded for those listening. <laughs> well, it was like when Stoops was in like, uh, Missouri when he was trying to take the knee. Will was, and he just went down real quick, and Stoops was like, "Kill fucking time!" Yeah, yeah, and he was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, oh, my bad, my yeah. bad." So, okay, can you give us one? 
Yeah, I, I just pull, actually pulled it Oh, up, here we so go. Give us the name, give us the number and the page and all that kind of stuff. All right, so this one. But just, whatever you do, don't describe I'm th- the I'm play trying to, to think. us. I'm about to go down in Luke Fortner Center soon if you want me to, <laughs> just to really get you involved. Okay, this is a long one. This one is. Okay. He's, he's got the. Uh, no, no, ball. no. Hey, hey, hey. No, just reading it out. I'm in the huddle. You've got to convince me that this play's going to work. I'm Juan Dale. He's in the offseason. Yeah. All right. F shorty to spread left stack. Three jet Z start drive. I'm one. Which yeah. side do I go to? My so left? You're, you're the F. Uh, so yeah. no, the F's, no, the the F's right. away from the uh, strength, so you'd no. be on the right. Okay. Spread well, you've got to run the play, though. We can't run the play. What do you mean? No, well, I'm one day. I'm, well, this is the huddle. This is when I say to you, I don't know what side I'm on. What do you say? I'll, I'll kind of guide, I'll guide okay, you. I'll be right, 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 right. I'm out there. I'm out there. Now what? All right, now. So, yes, on this play. Yep. So, you, you on the center? No, I'm in the gun. Okay. Gun. All right. It's just a drop back pass play. Okay. You're running like a... No, it doesn't matter about me <laughs> now. Right, Continue the cadence. Watching this happen is so stupid. This isn't like, this one's just set up. Why do you set That's the cadence. I'll say, uh, when, we, when we go on these... Max, give me a, a hard count. It's just a run play. Don't worry about it. Give me a hard count. So there is some, like, I'll say there's, on run plays, what's, on some run plays, what we do, we can, so it's like, let's say, trips right, wolf, can, sparrow. Okay. So wolf is outside zone. Nice and wolf, the, yeah. Outside zone to the left. Trips right, you have three wide receivers on the right side. Yeah. yeah. And the, there's a tight end attached on the right side. Okay. See, got one. Yeah. So wolf is outside zone yep. to the left without a tight end. And then sparrow is... So that's 10 well, personnel no, after just, Wilford? Oh. No, and then, and then so, right, so is that the thing? No, 11, personnel? 11 personnel. We got a tight end. Oh, you got one tight end. Yeah, one tight end. No tight end. Yeah, 11. Yeah, 11. Yeah. And uh, so Sparrow is just outside zone to the right with an attached tight end because we got the tight end and trips okay. attached. Okay. Trips right. Right. Yeah. So like what we'll do, so Wolf is the first play. We'll be like, Sut, why do you wait, and do, do, the, do the case. Try to, you can try to get him to jump off. And then depending on what we get, there's a bunch of different tells depending on the game. Yeah. We can either, if we're going to stick with Wolf, we'll say, like, we're good, we're good. So you get to call out the mic. No, we don't. We don't oh, do you that. don't do the mic, okay. And then, but if we want to can it, you you, you kind of get okay, up for can. a second. You can, can. Yeah. And then we say turbo set up and we're rolling. Turbo set up would mean you just go the other way. No, or no, no. The can, can means you means we're running sparrow. We're going the other way. Oh, so you've got two options in the thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's cool. All right. <laughs> what's your? That was good. That was good. What's your? What's your favorite play of the whole year? Like, what's your? What was the one where you were like, this is pretty. This like would be cool. The offensive play. Yes. Like okay. the. No I, no, I thought you were saying, like, the biggest moment. Oh, no, I yes, no, offensive well, I was going to say, like, Trevor Wallace's like defense against Florida. So, yeah, correct, you know correct, saying, yeah. yeah. All right, offensive play, yes. Like, the play itself or just how it ended just up? Just not how it ended up. Just, like, um, even what they put in in practice. And even if you didn't yeah. run it, you're like, this will be cool, and I bet you, like, this will work and it'll be fun. One thing that I comes straight up to my mind at first, when we were playing Missouri, it was about, like, I don't know the exact downs. It was late in the game. It was third down, and we needed we, we were up at the time. Remember Wanda or Will threw like a fade route to Wandale, man to man. And it eye. came across the field. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's a wonderful throw, great route. But that week we knew like Missouri plays a lot of man to man. When you have a single high man to man, those kind of fade routes are great. But it's just, it's like one on ones. There's nothing else. We just got to protect and protect the quarterback and just make him throw and catch. And we were working on those throws all week. And on that play, there's a bunch of different options we can do. You got, so the, there's two slot fade routes from the number twos. It's empty, like there's empty. And then. But I, that moment comes to mind because we worked on those fade routes so much that week, and that was one of the biggest plays in the game, kind of like the nail in the coffin for them. I think they ran out of timeouts after that, and we could start kneeing. But um, that true, play comes to mind. True or not true, as the old great coach says, yeah. did he walk into the huddle at one stage this year? I think it was early in the year. And he 
because he doesn't know what the offensive plays are really because he doesn't get involved. But apparently, and you may not have seen this, but I think you wear the headset sometimes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I started wearing the headset, he, I think, like week four. He walked four. into the huddle, and he said to Colin, I want this, this, and this. And it was, and he's like, do you have anything like that? He's like, yeah, I can call that. Called the play. It was a touchdown. And he apparently walked past Colin, winked at him, and said, maybe I should be OC. <laughs> yeah, true I'm or not true? Think, like, I, it, I'm telling you it happened, but... Did, yeah, so can yeah, you remember? I, mean, I, can't, I can't remember. Oh, did Stoops exactly tell you that one? Huh? Is he really proud yeah, of that Stoops, one? Stoops has texted me that one about 20 <laughs> times. That's what he loves. Uh, I mean, there was a couple times like last year. I, I can definitely think of times like that. Yeah. He, can, he just feels the game so well. You know, like I bet like he knows defenses. He, he keeps up everything, you, obviously. But. You can't like obviously reveal too much because I can imagine there'd be some crazy things said in the headset. What's one of the like, what's something you maybe could share of what you've heard on the headset? Is there anything? <laughs> or is it just wild know. language? It's. It gets pretty nuts sometimes. Does it? Yeah, but who's, that, who, honestly, who's the worst on it? Is it Stoops? Because he gets pretty fired up. Um, he, he does get pretty fired up. So big, biggie, biggie S's gets pretty fired up. Yeah, he yeah. does. Um, oh, that's everybody. Coach Morrow gets into it a little bit. He does, but, doesn't yeah. he? But, but everybody's, everybody's trying to keep pretty cool. Okay. Most of the time. So, so here's my question, sort of for the both of you. One thing I've noticed about kind of being friends with Max and obviously going out a time or two and seeing you. T- what is it about punters and kickers being really good friends with backup quarterbacks? Like, what is it? And we've asked this question before, and Max and Miles kind of joke with me about, like, how some of the guys don't really like to hang out with them outside of football. But I know you two hang out. What is it about punters and backup quarterbacks that you all just become friends? Is it because a lot of time on the sidelines? or I don't know what, is, what the origin of it is, but I, I, ever since I got there – We've, me and Max became good friends. I've been friends with Colin Goodfellow and Wilson Berry. We've been we've been coming good friends ever since Thanks. he came Scalzo on campus. and Goodfellow in the portal. You're hurting. I know. But, uh, and Wilson Berry with the kid too. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. I probably won't get to see him much yeah. <laughs> anymore either. But, I think uh, it's like a, I think it's the fact Max that too. I think it's the fact that obviously as specialists we get to stand around a lot. Mm-hmm. So we get to go. So during practice I can go wherever. And the two main groups that really don't do a whole lot at stages during practice is O-line when they have, like, some time off. And you're really good friends with a bunch of O-line. Yeah. Yep. And the backup QBs, because if they're if the ones are in, I can go talk to the twos, threes guy, whoever. And if the twos guy's in, I'll go talk to the threes and ones guy. And particularly with Sawyer, I like to, like, as much as I didn't know a thing about football, I like to be like, all right, this week, this is kind of what we're doing and seeing if it would happen. So I'd go up to Sawyer or whoever and be like, What's going on this week? Like, tell me some stuff that we're going to do. And he'd be like, well, you're not going to understand it, but okay, this is the general concept. I'm like, all right, cool. And then we just end up talking for the whole time. And then to the extent where sometimes they're like, Sawyer, you got to go in. He's like, no, no, just send someone else in. It sounds like punting is the greatest life of all time. Also, a lot of of Sundays at Tin Roof are spent with backup quarterbacks. Yeah, Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. What's what's been a moment for you? So growing up in Lexington, what's been a moment? By the way, just very quickly on this podcast, the first ever high school football game I went to, Bo Allen was the quarterback at. So there you go, Bo. There you go. You guys lost. The, you lost to Frederick Douglass. Uh, it oh, was yeah. freezing year, cold. Yeah. Was freezing cold. There was a lot of uh, Frederick Douglass. We had a lot of great players too. But that, yeah. that was a good game. Yeah, I, co- I covered a couple of your games when I was at uh, the news station. Um, so. so growing up in Lexington, big Kentucky fan. What was the moment for you where like? It just seemed, what was really cool? Like, what was the moment where you were like, that's actually, like, pretty cool what I'm doing right now? Or maybe, like, you saw someone or you met someone or you did something where you didn't never thought you'd do before. Like, yeah. That's it. When the day I got offered by Kentucky was pretty, like, 
is like at the time I had an offer from Bowling Green and Eastern Kentucky. The time I got an offer from Kentucky was pretty big. I've been a Kentucky fan my whole life. Was it like a big surprise for you, or is it one of those things you were waiting on? No, it wasn't a surprise. Like I definitely, but it was I was not expecting it. Like I, I mean, at the time I remember Coach Henshaw was there, and we were. He came and watched me. He, I went to a couple camps a lot, but he came and watched me throw at my high school. And then the following Monday, they ended up offering me. I mean, I thought, like, some would happen. They'd keep in touch somehow. I didn't know if they were going to offer me then. I thought at some point, I thought I did pretty well when he saw me throw. But I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't expecting that. It was kind of going with the flow of, of things at the time. But that, that was a big moment to me, probably. Like, that kind of took me out as almost being a fan as much because I wanted to – you know, yeah. when you're being yeah. recruiting, it's like in recruiting and you're – you think about other schools, you think of it as a different way as I did when I was in sixth, seventh grade. I was the biggest fan in the world. Yeah. You know your what I'm saying? Your dad was a Kentucky quarterback. Is there any uh, rivalry? I mean, are you, t- you two are very nice human beings, so there probably isn't, whereas I think some other father-son relationships would be a bit. Is there any sort of rivalry between how either of you have gone at quarterback so far? I'd say maybe a little bit, but my dad, he's always been – he's never – like, he wouldn't care if I played – no at Bowling Green, yeah. Or not, I'm just saying football. Like he would, he's never. You know, even though he played football, obviously, but he never would. I could do it. Like he, would, he never pushed me to do anything with sports. Does I mean, he? Does he, he break he it down sports, after the game? Do you just have to go? If, through I, if it? I, if I, if I, I talk to him about it, but he wouldn't. He does sometimes, but he's never like. I like he would never be like, hey, Bo, like you need to go throw. You need to do this. You need to do this for football or something. Like it was never like okay. that. And I appreciate him so much for that too. What about uh, growing up? What was the motivation behind yourself playing? We ask every single guest this. Yeah. What was the motivation behind playing? What what kind of drives you each and every day? I'd say the biggest thing that drives me was how much I fell in love with football. I'd say like around eighth grade, freshman year, I really started like wanted to learn more about the game and not just play it. And uh, that I mean, just how much fun I was having playing the game definitely was a big drive for me. And then my family and uh, I know, like, my dad – like, this we, – we've been such big U.K. fans my whole life. I've always wanted to be a, be a U.K. football player, play college football. And I'd say maybe the little kid that I was, looking back on it, was definitely a big motivation for me. And, like, seeing where I was going, like, when I was so little, thinking about how how difficult that probably could be. Or, like, the players seem like superstars when you're such a oh, young yeah. age. And I'd say that, like, this, my little self, my, like, elementary school self probably was a – big driving factor for myself here's my question for you really quick because you know i told cash that we're about from the same area i kind of split the difference between eastern kentucky and lexington um growing up was there any game kentucky game that you went to that you remember and this is probably going to hit me in a sweet spot what who was some of your favorite kentucky wildcats that you watched yeah. when you were growing up as well the earliest memories are probably got like Dickie Lines or. Oh, yeah. uh, See, I was a big Keenan Burton guy. Keenan Burton, yeah, I Keenan. like them too. Like Keenan, too. Stevie Johnson, yeah. Uh, yeah. Derek Locke, yeah, yeah, you know he is. Yeah. Derek, hey, Derek <laughs> Locke, big, big day. Derek Locke needs more recognition <laughs> than he Drew's gets. dad, right? No, no, no. So where, where no. Derek? What position did Derek Locke play? Uh, Quarterbacks. Yep, yeah. that's it. Yeah, good running back. Oh, it's good running back. Oh, okay. it's really good running back. I know. I, know I, I, I was a big Andre Woodson fan too. Of course, yeah, naturally. Of course. Yeah, he played quarterback. Yeah, he did. Good, good player. You know him? Big. Uh, who else have we had in the past? He's the current Patrick Tolls. Yeah. Hey, Patrick was he? No, I was gonna say, didn't he? He went and coached in Paris for a little bit, Patrick. Yeah, he was. I don't know if he coached for high school. I know he was doing some quarterback stuff. Yeah. John Sumrall, he was a good guy. player. 
Yeah. Yep. Neil Brown was pretty solid. John Slaman. Yep. Uh, Mason Wolf. You're ruining this segment for us, by the way. <laughs> We're trying to fanboy, and you do not care. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> I didn't grow up watching too many Kentucky games. Shame. All right. Shame. So this bar's getting this pretty. This bar's getting rowdy. Loud. So we might wrap this up in a second. High school quarterback. This is one of the coolest things that I've always wondered. Okay, we watched the movies back in Australia. And, like, as much as it probably seems normal to you, clearly there's not, like, the percentage of high school quarterbacks that would make Power 5 schools would be, let alone SEC, would be obviously minuscule, okay? When you walk around high school, or when you were walking around high school, uh, do you just walk down, like, the walk the corridor... Letterman jacket over the shoulder, aviators on, just pointing at people, giving them the pistols, and walk in the class, put the feet up on the desk, and just do no work, and then just like, like, how is the life of a high school quarterback that is about to go to an SEC school? His hometown SEC school, for its worth. I mean, I guess it's pretty much probably a letdown. Is what you're you saying it is? But, no, I mean, it's just a. Did you do any? Did you do any homework? Yeah, ever? I, I did homework. Yes, I did. I did. See, he doesn't this believe is it. the yeah. problem with Bo. You can't, like, you can't get No, him. but he's actually being truthful, though, and that's what disappoints me is because he doesn't take advantage of the stardom that he would have had. I, wouldn't, I may not have turned up to school ever besides football <laughs> practice. If I went to class, I'd be like, what are you going to do? Well, not that's very evident because I know some of the people who had what, class with you and what, they said they did your homework. What so. are you going to do, not play me? Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I, that's, that was no, what I would have done. But that's not you, is it? No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. How, how was it when you were recruiting? Because when you got recruited in that class, you were one of the first ones to commit, obviously being a Kentucky kid, and you were very instrumental in getting some guys here. Um, I mean, Wandale didn't come here right away, which I'm sure had to suck for you because he pulled the wool over our eyes. But you helped to get guys like Justin Rogers in and stuff like that. So kind of how was that, knowing you had a year left of high school and you're the face of Kentucky's recruiting class and – just kind of how, how was it managing that with your senior year and cameras on, you know, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I'd say, like, definitely on Saturdays, like on home game days, th- those are some more fun moments I can remember of just our classes. We were all getting together. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys would be in town for those. But I'd say, like, you got to – also with all the stuff going on with Kentucky football, you got to really, at the time, you got to focus on your team, your high school team too. That's yeah. probably the biggest priority at the time, winning those games and, and – being the best player for your teammates, but it's like a balance is definitely what you would need. You know, yeah. like on Friday, like when it's it's on Saturdays when you're like then playing football, like when you don't have anything to do, maybe go to the UK game or hang out with some guys coming in out of town for you visit the UK. Then then that's time to like you, like you know you have to work, like think about I guess you're you can lay off your high school game. Or what you're yeah, about I was gonna say like that's, that's you know what I want you to do right now, and this is gonna be what? tough for you because you never do it. Say something mean about me. Tell me something you don't like. About you. Yes, something, because you never say mean things to anyone. You're always so positive. On my head Give right me now. something. Just say, even if you don't believe it, just say something mean about me. There's no point in me saying something I don't believe in. Come you know? on. Oh. I can't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of something. Oh, there's not a mean right bone in his body. Like, he can't old, say, just say something. Old, 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 old. Doesn't wash You're, his hair. That hurts. <laughs> what, what do you, you think I'm old? How old are you now? You think I'm old? <laughs> so how, how old are you now? That hurts, bro. I'm 28. I'm 28. I'm young, right? Yeah, 28. So I am young. <laughs> I thought you were 30. My I'm not old anymore. I'm young. <laughs> Thank you, whenever you, whenever you stop playing football, then that's when you got young. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes, actually, in the life of everyone else, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, next three years, you can be as aspirational as you want. 
Where, what's the next three years going to look like for Bo Allen? Yeah, so I'm going to work as hard as I can this offseason. I'll be the best quarterback I can be from spring to fall camp. If that's the two, I'll, like, with that being the two, I'll be the best quarterback I can be with the twos and work with Will and just keep on grinding. And then also, um, once Will's gone, I'll be the guy. I was going to say, that's that one of the so, best. He wrote that down and brought it in his pocket. I he? do want to say, that's one of the <laughs> best things about, I think, Kentucky's quarterback room is there's a lot of continuity, a lot of good relationships and understanding what the roles are, whose time is going to be when. That's one of the things I've seen. And, you know, obviously, I brag about my Packers. That's one of the best things that's, that they yeah. do. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers could have got pissed if they took love. But, you know, there's a balance. There's a good relationship there in that quarterback room. And I think it obviously is helping. It's benefiting everybody. Who were, the, who were the best leaders this year for us? Because I wasn't there, and so you lost a great punting leader. Who, who were the best you, leaders? Josh Pascal. Yeah, you, you of course. Take, I both yeah. of see that one. Josh yeah. Pascal was definitely the biggest leader of the team. And then um, so Will, Will did a great job with our offense and leading us. And Fortner, obviously, he's been yeah. there for so long. So, <laughs> you know, you can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't help but be a great leader. So, Chris what wasn't a, a good leader? <laughs> no, no, Chris was. <laughs> what about um, – Last, we'll, we'll go. We'll go with two more. So, Brent, if you've got one, okay. explain to people, and because you've got the perfect example of this, because you came in during the really hard COVID restrictions, and then this year was, I'm guessing, maybe not quite normal, but like 99% normal. Yeah. How shit was the first year? And now you're never going to say it's shit, but like, you probably didn't know any better when you first mm-hmm. came in. And then now that you've seen how this year operated, how much better is football and how much enjoyable is oh college football gosh. when, like, it's just, it's like, not, It's have night fun. and day, just the away games, like the catwalks, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, it's truly incredible. Like, yeah. like the first game this year felt like my first game ever. Yeah. yeah. The only game, like, that last year, it's the COVID year, that where I was, like, I'm going to say the only game where, like, in these games this year, when you're playing at South Carolina or you're playing at Georgia, like you're like every once in a while you're just like wow this, this place is, awesome. is crazy yeah. Like, this yeah. is awesome yeah you're like the, like right when you get out there the music's going yeah but I mean, I'd say I mean you you could you could tell the difference from non-COVID to COVID like I remember when we played at Auburn the first game of the year we ended up losing to them so crazy like that that was one of the only games like I'd say that whole year where like I could catch myself just looking around you know yeah. what I'm saying like I'd be like wow like this place is unbelievable absolutely like, bullshit that game was at noon by the way. Just want the it, was, it was 11. Their good, time. Yeah, they're good. That, too. Yeah, they're good. It should have been a night game. It was my good time in that game. That's about, that was our only highlight. And Cavassier's run. Yeah. We, start, we started out pretty hot. Yeah. So I agree. Like, genuinely, the only consideration that I thought about of coming back was the fact that I had to finish my last ever season in the COVID yeah, year. Right. And it was just so boring, dude, and terrible and so hard to get into it. So I'm glad that you've got to experience yeah. what real SEC football is like. Because like, the Georgia game was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you can. It's not like getting up for a game, but like, like I said at the Georgia game, like I'll catch myself really just on the like on the sidelines if there's like a timeout or something. I'm just like looking yeah. around, like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a, like, yeah. so I'm a kid and just like looking around at the stadium. And, you and know, the like, walkout, help walkout anticipation of knowing yeah. there's about to be a packed crowd yeah. away or oh even at gosh. home. Like, it's it, like, dude, let's get going. Whereas yeah. the COVID year, it was like, uh, you know, here we go. I was yeah. about to ask that too. If I'm not mistaken, your first on-field experience was against Alabama, right? It was or I, I, Van, Vanderbilt was a week right before Alabama. I played That's against right. Vanderbilt That's right. that year. So, and then you went and played at Alabama. Yes. How was that? You're, you've played maybe a few snaps the week before, and now you're going and facing Nick Saban's defense. Yeah. Obviously, it's different because Bryant Denny was probably empty. But yeah. how was that? You're just thrusted into the fire against them. Yeah, like they had – I was in there for, I think, two drop, two or three drives. Mm-hmm. 
And the first drive I was out, this like, I mean, regardless of who they had, ones, twos, threes, they were, they were great. Oh, yeah. I remember like my first play. It was, I could throw like it was you know three by one little co- pass concept, and just how quick things were moving. Like I, I took two sacks in my two drives, and I like pumped the throw two times, and if I if I threw it, I probably would have thrown a pick both times. Yeah. So, like it's just how like, it, but that was great for me. That was one of my like, just singing out like. I mean, I didn't play much that game or anything. But, but you that, got it out of the that way. That experience and playing with those guys. And when I was so young, I didn't get to play all – I definitely didn't get to play that much. And I didn't have as much reps with, like, ones, twos at the time. So just the speed of the game and everything and being in that experience, playing the national champions, it's – like, I would do it over and over again regardless of the result. But I always wish it was better, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, 60 points was Rob. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else? I'm I'm good. If, unless you want to insult them some more, yeah. I mean, come on, Bo. You know that I love you. You know that you know that we we've always mean well for you. Yeah. I've put my arm around you at many bars before, <laughs> and we've had a good time. <laughs> He's nineteen, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, thanks, Bo. Thank you all. Well, Bo was fun. You obviously insulted him the entire time, which uh, <laughs> we did. Are you weird? Well, this is it was thing. you. Sometimes when he gets talking, I just start laughing because, like, the thing when he said about Sanford and Belmont. Firstly, Belmont don't have a football team, <laughs> so how does he get confused? And he's like, "Well, they wear the same colors." So well, many teams wear blue, red, and white. Like, what's he talking I've about? I've got no idea. But what cracked me up the most too is you were like, he doesn't say a bad thing about anyone. And then we got off of the the show, and then we just started talking, hanging out. And we mentioned a few people, and there was a time you would dog on someone, I would dog on someone, and then even then, Bo was just like, oh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. Doesn't have a bad bone in his body. I love Bo. But no. honestly, uh, great guy around the locker room, as we always give our little spiel about yep. the people. Great guy around the locker room. Like he said, he's been mentored by some great quarterbacks, uh, including Thoy Smith, yep. uh, which is awesome. So, And uh, he actually hangs out with you, he unlike do- the other guys who've been He does show. actually hang out with me. And I just thought it was funny when we asked him to read a uh, play out of the playbook he couldn't come up with one off the top of his head, so he's clearly been studying a lot. He had to actually go onto his phone and have a look. Well, it's the off-season. It's okay. But Bo's done, and we're now on to probably the most special guest we have had this whole year. The genuinely most anticipated guest. We've been building this up for weeks. Correct. It is probably one of the all-time moments in Pin It Deep history. Uh-huh. The winners of the retweet ball that uh-huh. is going to be shown to be existed this year. Yep. Uh, you're going to get that in a second. We're going to show Perfect. it to you guys. Um, welcome, Brandon and his son, Jackson. Yep. Hello. Up. Lots of hard work went into this, a lot of retweeting, a lot of retweeting. Jackson, how excited are you to be on the show? Good. You're, you're very excited. How old are you? Five. Okay, Five. and Brandon, how old are you? I'm 35. There you go. There you go. It's a good combination. They've got the Wildcats uh, jackets on here. I'll grab that ball for you real quick and you'll be able to prove to everyone that this ball does exist. So there you go guys there's the ball. You got, you got everyone on there. You got Mark Stoops Josh Pascal, Chris Rodriguez Will Levis, all the stars there. Who's your favourite Jackson? Do you have a favourite? Who did we meet at OVW one night? The Cash Daniel? You did the L's down did him, with him didn't you? Probably We didn't because we weren't sure, because we were only going to have current plays. But if you want us to get cash, we can get we, cash. We actually got him to sign a helmet that night. There him and I awesome. collect helmets. And uh, I, I had happened to have it with me because I just picked it up. And we ran into him, so I ran out and got it, and he signed it for us. Do you have 
now do you have like all the helmet colors or are they all blue or so uh, right now i've got a blue one with josh allen awesome. on it and nice. then i've got a uh, a white flex helmet that's like a, it's called a hydro yeah. and um he signed the the front tab on the uh the flex that's awesome so i've got those two far so far we've been collecting nfl helmets for a while and i've okay. been starting to want to get into kentucky helmets next um so where are you from originally right? louisville okay and yep. then uh how long have you been uk fans for then my life okay yeah my well, dad was raised in louisville okay and so why uk if you grew up in louisville just you hate red my dad okay yeah my dad was a diehard red uh kentucky fan yep. and if i would have ever worn red he would probably roll over in his grave right now <laughs> my yeah. question is did you ever get teased at school for being a kentucky fan being from the louisville area or was it still pretty well balanced out I, back then it was well balanced out okay yeah good. there was a lot of kentucky fans growing up a lot of my friends were kentucky fans so it was there was no difference being a kentucky fan to a louisville fan it's honestly i would say it's probably 55 45 there you go. It's pretty solid. Yep. And uh, what? Give us your favorite all-time UK memory then. From all, whether it's way back, whether it's this year, last year, it doesn't matter. You know, I would probably say watching the '98 championship with my dad. Okay. Because uh, my dad passed away in 2000, uh-huh. and so I just. When I was growing up, we always went to games and stuff like that. And I remember going to football games and always going to the tailgates, playing out in the yard and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, that was one of our things that we always did. We always played sports. We always watched Kentucky. And um, that was really special to me. So that's one of the things that stands out to me the most. Okay. Uh, So, hold on. My question is, though, being a part of KSR, what got you into KSR? How did you join this? It's The best way to describe it would be like a KSR family. What got you into that? Cult. Cult. Colt is probably a much better word. You know, in 2010, I worked um, in a retail store where a buddy of mine started to listen to it, and he got me into it. And day I've, once. And, and I, honestly, I've been listening since 2010. There we day, go. That's oh, before yeah. even I did. Day yep. one. I started listening in like 2014. Who, who was hosting Pin It Deep in, back in 2010? Uh, unfortunately, I don't think anyone was. I, I believe we were we were holding this spot down for the random Australian punter. <laughs> okay, so football or basketball? Um, you know, growing up, I was more of a basketball fan. Okay. But honestly, I'd say within the last, like, 15 years, myself, I've become more of a football fan overall. Okay. Um, I love watching college and NFL. I mean, every day, Saturday, Sunday, I've usually got a TV with about eight or nine games going. Yeah. And um, so I'm more of a football fan as a whole. Okay. I mean, I, and honestly, if I'm being honest, I'm not going to say that I wasn't paying attention to basketball. I just didn't religiously sit down and watch every minute of every game yeah. until the Citrus, the Citrus Bowl was over. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Jackson? Football or basketball? Don't Which one's as- your favorite? Don't, don't fall asleep on us. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> Come on, you got to talk. Probably basketball. Oh. Oh. Who's your favorite basketball player this year then? Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom, Tom, is, Tom is very good. What about his brother Grady that shoots all the threes for us? Kellen Grady. What about him? I mean, he's pretty good. Yes, he is pretty <laughs> all right. Have you gone to any games this year, Jackson? Football or basketball? Which ones have you gone to? Basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. which games? Mm-hmm. Did you go to the historic night where Zan Payne saved two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars for someone against uh, Mount St. Mary's? <laughs> no. We went to the uh, the North Florida game. Okay. And then we went to the Georgia game in Athens for football. For yes. football, yeah. yeah. That yeah. that atmosphere was electric. Yeah, it was Max and I were down there as well. It was pretty. Yeah, we actually started a. Uh, we're going to do a road trip around the SEC, so okay. we're going to hit one away game every year. Nice. Uh, him and I, and so we actually went down there. We found a lake that was just south of Athens. We camped for the week. We get down there on Wednesday. He was on spring break, or fall break. Yeah. So we went down and camped for the week, and uh, went up to the game. And we got there early in the morning. Went to game day until KSR started. Yep. And we walked over to the library. You saw a special game then. That yeah. was that was. I mean, obviously the the result was disappointing, but I just thought like, and you know, I 
obviously played, but just being part of that atmosphere, I know you probably would have gone to the KSR pregame show. Yep. That atmosphere was unbelievable. It was. And then inside the stadium was crazy. Unfortunately, you didn't get the result. But uh, how special was that to spend that time with your son? You know, honestly, it, it's been incredible. Um, you know, it, for me, he loves to play sports. He loves to watch it with me. And it's fun for us. Um, you know, this year was the first time I've really got to take him to a game. I took him to a Jaguars-Bengals game okay. a couple years ago before COVID. And he was still a little too young to really get into it. But he was – Every play, he was standing up. He was cheering. Yep. Um, you know, he all the people around him wanted to take pictures with him because they just loved how much he was into the game, yep. both basketball and football. What position are you going to play, Jackson, when you grow up? What do you basketball. play when we're at home? What do you play in football when we're at home? Um. Do you catch the ball? Yeah, you do. Uh, I did see a video, though, on You're your Twitter, You're about as though. tall as Wondell Robinson, so maybe you could take <laughs> his position. <laughs> I, was, I did see on your all's Twitter a video of him punting, doing his yep. best, best uh, Max Duffy impression. Yep. I, you know, maybe you gotta, he's got a future. You've got to set your sights a little higher than the punting position, I think. But if you if you want to do it, I can give you some lessons. There you go. I'm going to brag on him for a second. He's kind of an athletic freak. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, okay, another question that we've got for you guys today. Um, your thoughts on the Citrus Bowl. We haven't touched on it very much. Um, I know you guys are saying you watch from home. Yep. Um, we wanted to – somehow bring it into we didn't want to just waste it all like yeah. the Wandale catch and all that kind of mm -hmm. thing I know it's been kind of beat to death a little bit at this stage but what do you guys think as fans of the Citrus Bowl and how happy was it how good was it to watch that win you know it was it was very nerve-wracking I'm a very nervous fan and I get very you know fidgety whenever I watch um, but it, it, there was a moment where I thought you know I, I kind of when we got the ball uh, when we gave them the ball back it was third down I think it was third and short we had stopped them. I thought they were going to go for it. Mm -hmm. And when they punted it, I, I had very good confidence in the fact that we could score. Before that, I, I was really nervous that they were going to try to go for it on fourth and short. And when I saw them punting, it was it was kind of exciting. They, I knew they were going to trust their defense at that point because they had a great defense. Yep. Yep. Um, and they had been stopping people all year. And the minute that they punted, I, I knew we were going to win. And I just had utmost confidence. And then when we had that one, I think it was like third and 23. Yep. Um, when he caught that pass, I was just – it was unbelievable to watch. Unreal. Yeah. He made – like – there was a lot of good players out there. There was only one great player out there, Wandale. He made three great plays in that game, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, the, two of those catches, and then obviously the big play at the end was unreal. Yep. I still don't know. I don't know if I watched the replay because I was still jumping up and down my hotel room. I still don't know how that wasn't a – like, was it a touchdown or no, Wandale? Or was he short? He, he was, was short. short. Oh, yeah. was he? Okay. Yeah. Because I thought touchdown, and then I came back, I'm like, we're running another play. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, he, he – I think he was short by about half a yard. Okay. And then, honestly, I thought – Whenever Robinson got hit in the backyard or the backfield at yes. 10 yards, yeah. I thought he was going to be, you know, I thought we were going to be down at that point, and he broke it unbelievably that he got in. Oh. So my question is, too, and obviously, like yourself, I grew up a huge Kentucky fan, season ticket holder, you know, did the whole thing and somehow got lucky enough to, to get into this. What did this season specifically, um, obviously another 10-win season, historical season, what did it mean to you? Uh, you guys and just how would you compare it to other seasons in the past? Well, you know, growing up, I've had season tickets for a long time now. Mm -hmm. And growing up uh, – Wait, what section? Uh, we were in 16, I believe. Okay. We're in the center of the end zone on the opposite of the yeah. uh, the recruiting section. Jackson, did my, my you get on the field for the Florida game this year? Did you get to go down on the field? No? Unfortunately, we didn't get to go to that game. Oh, but we were sitting no. – he was with me, and we were sitting in the living room when it happened. I've got a video of us can't, uh, chanting C-A-T-S cats yeah. when everybody was on the field. I've got a, a snapshot of that in the background yeah. of us doing it. Um, it, it was moment. exciting. Yeah. I've, I've been here for every Florida heartbreak, 
And, you know, you always think that something's going to happen to lose. And for us to finally pull one out like that, granted, we beat them in, you know, in yep. Florida a couple years ago, a few years ago. But to watch them break that and, and win, it was it was a lot of fun. Pretty awesome. Yeah. That, that was the coolest moment of the year, I think, for me. Like, just the – I and I'm so sorry that you guys weren't there. But the three levels of noise you heard, Josh Pascal's field, the block. The block. Trevor oh. catching it and then Trevor running it to the house. Uh, it just went from decibels to decibels, to, and it was unbelievable. And, like, honestly, it was just, like, such an emotional time for everyone. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was awesome. I think the most – the loudest I've ever heard the stadium was when we were playing South Carolina. I believe it was Dub Dupree had the, yep. the return for uh, the pick six. And we were in the end zone that he scored in. And, I mean, I could feel the stadium sh- – like, we were all jumping up and down, and I stopped for a second just to feel it. And you could feel everything shaking in yeah. that moment. And it was the loudest I'd ever heard it in that stadium. See, that's the game I mentioned. This Florida game was different. But aside from this year, I always talked about – everyone's like LSU 2007, Louisville 2007. That South Carolina game in 2014. Yep. Unbelievable atmosphere. It's a shame that Max wasn't around for, for that one. He was in Australia. Being a- <laughs> um I'm not sure if you've listened to every episode, but do you have a favorite guest that we've been able to have? Or do you just have a favorite Kentucky person in general this year? You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I, if I were going to say my favorite, I would probably say Wandell. Mm-hmm. Um, just listening to all the guys talk the way that you guys can have them open up. Because when they do radio interviews with, with Matt, it, it's great. But they don't necessarily open up like they do with you because they know you. Yeah. Um, they feel comfortable in this setting, I believe, yeah. and it just it, makes it more fun to listen. So for the it record, it is a nice setting, isn't it? It is a great the setting. Couches, yeah. we get to sit back. The two TVs right in front of you. Me and I always joke with like Brent and Miles after we do the show. Miles apologized for not being able to be here, but the snow. Yep. Um, we always have this thing where like, and I've said this to you guys a few times. It's like the guys are kind of uptight at the start. And, like, normally when I start asking some questions, I'll be, like, sitting like this and we talk and we talk and talk. And then, like, I'll sit back like this. Yep. And then they'll sit back and put their arm over. And yeah. then we're like, all right, let's go. Like, let's yeah. start talking yep. about some good stuff. So, it is good. And, like, we had Cash on before. And Cash is like, it's great to be able to come on and just be able to talk as if we're talking in the locker room. Now, yep. Jackson, I know he's your favorite player. Just want to give you a little bit of a warning. <laughs> he, said a, warning. he said a few words that you probably don't want to say, okay? So if your dad has to skip his interview and just tell you about it, that's probably smarter because Cash was in a mood today when he was it, on. It, it, was. it was very, very good. It yeah, was he great. was really, really open and honest about lots of things. He just has a way of describing things that I probably aren't always the greatest Pretty way colorful. to put things. Yeah. Yes. But for the record, I want to say... Pin it deep better than Matt's show. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Don't get me wrong. We listen to, to Go Cats Radio is what he calls it. We listen to it every yeah, day. There we go. But I enjoy listening to the Pin it Deep podcast. Okay, so now kind of going off your question, least favorite member of Pin it Deep, if you want to say Miles because he's not here completely. You know, what? We'll say, we will say Miles because if he's going to blame it on the snow, <laughs> it is all melted by now. It's Correct. 40 degrees outside at this yeah. point, and it's all melted. Correct. I don't think there was a piece of snow on the on the road whenever I was coming here. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally there you agree. go. Cop that, Miles. Yep. Cop that. Take it. Hey, Jackson, we've got one more question for you. What are you going to be when you grow up? Are you going to be a football player? By, or what? are you going to be a sportsman? Are you going to be an astronaut? What are you going to be? Say something, buddy. It's a loaded, right. it's yeah, a loaded it's a question. It's a very tough question to answer just on the spot. I know you've got a lot to think about. Because if you think about it, Max didn't even Probably think a football did. player. There we go. An Australian rules football player. Yes, I agree. Australian <laughs> rules. I, that's very good. Have you ever been to Australia, Jackson? Would you like to go? Do you know anything about Australia at all? Nothing. 
Not even an animal, nothing. You, uh, need, you need to play in Finding Nemo. That way he could the uh, Oh, the we've Sydney watched a million seat. times. Then there we go. Blu what about Bluey? Bluey's pretty good, isn't it? Have you watched Bluey before? Lots of people talk to me about Bluey. What is Bluey? Bluey's good, isn't it? What's Bluey? Yeah, Bluey the Australian Shepherd, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I've um, seen it from him watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we've got a couple minutes left. I'm going to throw it open to you. You've got a special chance here to just ask, ask us any questions you want or even just take the show where you guys want to go to. Uh, I don't know if you've thought about it. I'm sorry if I put you on the spot. We've got a couple minutes here and we're going to be done. This is pretty much the wrap-up of our season, so we're very happy to have you guys. We're, sure. We're we thank you very much for retweeting as we do all yeah, our yeah. guests. That was awesome. I think we had some massive weeks where we had a, a million retweets. We had so many guys, people that have listened in, and we appreciate it. It's great to have some, one of our listeners on, so take it away. No, I appreciate it. So one of my questions I had for you, actually the one that I tweeted that day for the contest was, who was it that you learned the most about American football from as far as the X's and O's goes? Because I – I mean, I've listened to you on KSR, I've listened to you on here, and it seems like you know a ton about American football, <laughs> even though not. you say that you don't. But a lot of the things that you talk about, I mean, I've been watching football since I was a, a, a toddler. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of the X's and O's because I played a little bit growing up, but not a ton. Yeah. Um, but you seem to know a lot about it as far as the ins and outs. Um, I think <laughs> – I always say I don't know a whole lot. I think, like, with most sport, like, generally you pick up things that, you know, are going to work, not work. And then, you know, obviously I didn't have to practice a lot. So while all the other guys were off goofing around, and I, don't get me wrong, I goofed around a little bit, but I actually really enjoyed watching practice. For me, it was interesting because I didn't know anything that was going on from the start, and I always wanted to learn. So we were talking about it before with Bo, like why were we such good friends with the backup quarterbacks? Well, every time when practice was going on and I had nothing to do, I'd go talk to Sawyer Smith or I'd go talk to Bo or I'd go talk to one of the old linemen and be like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? All this kind of thing. And I guess I learned a lot from the players, but then I learned a lot off Coach Hood and mm -hmm. then Coach Matt Sackis because um, I think the reason why we were so successful, if you want to take away from maybe my ability to kick the ball in a few different ways, was the fact that we put so much time and effort into the way that we were going to punt and how we were going to attack the team. Most teams just go, well, we're just going to throw it back there and kick it and just see what happens. We put a lot of time and effort into it. So... Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I still know a whole lot, but I definitely had some great special teams coaches. And then just spending time at practice, talking to the guys um, was fun. But also, so like, I'm like any sports fan would be. If you like it, and obviously if you're a part of the team, you want to jump right into it and be like, I'm not just here to do one job. Like, I'm here to be a part of the team and be part of everything. And if we're running certain offenses this week, I want to judge for myself if I think they're working or not. Or if we're running a certain defense or whatever. Like, I went in for the Mississippi State week because I've been helping out a little bit with the team and um, talked to Coach White and Coach Summerall. Now, granted, it didn't work great, <laughs> but we talked about the defensive scheme against someone like Leach. And, like, for me, I don't know a whole lot, but, like, it's just fun to listen to those guys and work out what we're going to do and how we're going to try to attack them. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just enjoy learning about any sport, I guess. And I always think there's definitely some constants that you can pick up no matter what the sport is, and particularly with just little things like effort yep. um, and intensity. Um, the way that we're tackling, the way that we're approaching our, our tackling is always just a mindset thing for me. So long answer, but there you go. No, that's 
you know, it's incredible to listen to people like Cash and Freddie Magger talk. Yeah. And I listen to the football podcast all the time, and then I listen to the pregame shows and stuff. Yeah. And it, Jared Lorenzen was really, really great to listen to yeah. as well. And just listening to their football minds, and you kind of realize as a couch football fan uh-huh. how much you don't know about the game yeah. um, when it comes to that. You know, and it's it's incredible to hear those football minds really talk and break down the game. I, I, did, I did the KSR, uh, KSR football podcast once and doing it with Freddie and seeing how many notes he had. When you can see the amount of notes we have, yeah, there's zero. Yeah. There's there's a couple little letters yeah. written down on a bag over there. Um, yeah, we just you, got food boxes up here. We <laughs> don't. If you could see the amount of notes he writes down, it's unbelievable. The study and the time that he puts into it. That's why he knows it so well. But also, like one thing that I've found funny, and I don't know if you have, that the dude that makes fun of everyone at the moment on Twitter, where um, Davis and that, what's his name, the guy that every single week he pulls up a team, he wears all their gear, and he's like. Davis. And then yes. goes through the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I coach. forget his name is, but the pretend coach. Yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. As much as that's hilarious, I you see some things that you wouldn't pick up in like one second watching of guys like just falling over for no reason or missing tackles or like completely whiffing on defense. And like that stuff to me is the stuff that Freddie gets to see, Cash gets to see because you just go through all the tape and you realize like these guys, like people that are picking up on the game, they've missed so much. And like that had nothing to do with why we lost sometimes. And that's how we felt always as players as well. Is someone would say something after the game, and we're like, "Dude, that didn't matter. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was it was this, 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 and this. Like it had nothing to do with that kind of thing." Well, like you said, a lot of times they probably see tape that we don't see. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if Freddie gets game tape from. He does, yeah. I was gonna say if he gets the game tape, like like they watch and you know and, and go back and, and study. Um, he sees a lot of stuff, like you said, that we wouldn't see, and it's it's incredible to, to hear him talk about it. I will say this, though. As Kentucky football fans, I feel like over the last little bit, they've gotten really good about noticing those things, like Bunchy's block against Florida, yep. Cavassier's block this yep. year against Florida, and uh, didn't Rash- Rashawn had one in the Citrus Bowl that freed up Wondell for that little run against yeah. Iowa. So yeah. I, I think it, that just shows the level of interest fans have for football, wanting to know the game, grow the game, and I think that adds to the culture that Stoops has brought in and uh, you know has displayed that this is uh, this is a place that has untapped love for football. Jackson, have you got a question for us? I know we're not engaging you too much here. You look like you're about to leave. Have you got anything? No, it doesn't even have to be about football. It can be anything you want. Just ask Max about his hoodie. <laughs> yeah, do you like his hoodie? Have I know you, you like his hoodie. Have you watched it? Have you watched I'm, The Mandalorian? I know you like his hoodie. You love Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Baby, baby Yoda's great. Baby Yoda is great. I so I, I would like to say something if you don't care. Um, just to all the football players and the basketball players for the school, obviously it's it's incredible that they come here. But for the football players, you know, they came here in a time whenever Stoops was taking this program over, whenever the talent was very depleted. Um, but the guys that have come here and played, you can tell how much they've loved this program. Stoops has done such an incredible job at this school. Um, and, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think us as fans get to really tell them how much we appreciate that. Um, but to the current players as well as the the recent players, it's incredible how much they've done for this program and how well they've turned it around. And I, I think honestly, it's it's about time uh, that we're starting to get national notice, and it's it's way overdue. Um, but I just want to say that I personally, as a fan, would appreciate every player that's ever come here and given their all. You know, you've got guys who are leaving this year that are going to go and try to be in the NFL. And, um, you know, I I don't think us as fans really get to express our emotions to them unless they see the bad. 
you know, a lot of times they don't see the good things. Yeah. And um, I, I just want to tell them that I appreciate them as, as what the, you know, for what they've done for the program, how much heart and dedication that they've given to us for fan, as fans. It's, it's incredible. So I just want to thank them. Yeah, and we talked to Cash a little bit about that, about how as much as every, the praise a lot of the time goes to Stoops or Vince Marrow or something, it's a lot of, to do with the players that have been able to drive the standards and, and really lead our team through. And, you know, we talked about – if players say something to another player, that's so much more meaningful than if the coaches do. So it's really been led by a lot of guys, Courtney Love, Cash, um, Drake Jackson, Bunchy, kind of guys like that. And um, I could say that's you know been one of the greatest things about doing this podcast is hopefully for the fans, you've been able to see um, only not only their personal side, but how much we do love the program as well. And I don't think you've heard one guy. And the, the thing about this is, and I always say this on podcasts is, it's, and I said this about Coach Stoops, it's one thing to say it on a podcast like this and everyone's going to go, well, he had to say it, but you'd be surprised like when we talk about it over a beer or if we talk about it over dinner or whatever, the guys say the exact same thing they say to me here on the here as they do at dinner. Like everyone loves the program and it is a testament to how Coach Stoops has set it up. But I'll also say on your point, um, if you, the players notice when it's loud yeah. that everyone loves what they're doing yeah. and the players notice when there's people at the catwalk and the players notice when there's people writing in saying what a great job or when you know you go down to Orlando for a bowl game and you know there's thousands and thousands of Kentucky fans there so as much as you guys probably don't think the players are, are realising they, uh, they realise for sure I can tell you and, and like I said that Florida moment the players would have been like as much as this is awesome, it's awesome for the fans too. I, I know they love. I know Brent loves it. So you okay over there? You look like you're getting a little emotional. Hey, that's a little dusty. Got a little tear in the eye. It's truthful. <laughs> it's truthful, and it's it's awesome. It, it feels like a, you know, it's awesome that Stoops has built a culture and a program here where there's mutual love and passion for the sport and the team. And uh, you know, as a as a lifelong Kentucky fan who did go through Joker, and when I first started watching, obviously it was with Coach Brooks. So that was a really good introduction. And then it kind of fell off and stuff. But seeing where it's at now, just it's a special feeling that you can't describe. And I think that's something that that bonds all of us. You know, we have never met until today, and, and like we still have that common share and love for for the sport and for the program and for Stoops. And it's just, I think that's a really special thing that not a lot of colleges have. Jackson, I'll give you a little shout out. So far, we've heard you better than we normally hear Miles each week. That's true. Very true. <laughs> normally, normally Miles talks with his microphone down here, and that's why no one can ever hear him. But you've done a very good job of keeping the microphone right near the mouth, which is good, because Miles even struggles with that. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. You guys got anything else, parting, or is that that's about it? I can't think of anything. I, no, I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, hey. The football in general, you know, like I said, we collect sports stuff, and he uh, he has a bunch of helmets and footballs and stuff, so it's it's great to go in the collection. No so it's, it's greatly appreciated. We appreciate you all listening, and the support we've gotten this year has been off the charts. Yeah. And don't don't ever let Matt tell you that not to do a Saturday morning podcast before a game. <laughs> Please. Those we were, are incredible. Yeah, we were, we were saying before that he, uh, he also ruined our pre-Citrus Bowl plans because mm-hmm. – he told me there was going to be a Citrus Bowl podcast, well, not podcast, radio show going on in Orlando. So I went to Orlando early, then he canceled it. So he ruined, yeah. he ruined it. I would have came and rescued you, but, you know, I got sick. So. <laughs> but, no, thank you. And, and not only to you guys, but thank you to everyone that's listened so far this year. Um, it's been awesome. I know for myself, I wasn't sure if we were going to get more than about one listener, to be honest, and that was my mum for all the 15 minutes. Yeah. So, Well, you remember our first episode? Yes. Oh, <laughs> 
was rough. So we we appreciate it, and uh, we thank you guys for your support. It's been great having you on. Um, we hope you can enjoy the ball, and uh, that's about all we've got, Brent, for today, I think. Yeah, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Jackson, do you want to wrap it up? Do you want to say that's it for the Pin It Deep podcast? Everyone have a great weekend. Come on, you can do it. That's it for the Pin It Deep <laughs> podcast. Say it. This is your one chance. This is this is. If, I tell you what, if you don't get to be a football player when you grow up, you can definitely you've definitely got a future in radio. So this is your little chance just to get a little bit of audio out there. I'll send it to Matt later on, and we'll see if we can get you on the show in a, in a couple years time. All right, you ready? Go for it. Say that's it for the Pennant Deep Podcast. That's it for the Pennant Deep Podcast. There we go. Go Cats. (laughs) Go Cats. Go Go Cats. All right, well, I guess this is our official uh, last segment of the 2021 football season. Kind of bittersweet. In 2022, yeah. In 2022, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been kind of a fun – it's been a really fun season. We were talking a little bit with Bo about the people we had on all year long and – uh, we did give a shout-out to Slacks earlier, but now, like, we really need to give her one because the fact that we had access to these guys, obviously you did a lot of the booking thank you, yourself. Thank you, Susan. But um, this has been a really cool experience just this season, and we're going to try to do a, a few shows in the offseason, I would assume. Yep. Um, but this, the run we've had this, this football season was unreal, and as someone who's a fan didn't expect this, kind of just fell into my lap and now I get to say I'm friends with you guys and some of the guys on the team it's it's one of the coolest uh experiences not to get too soft on you but no. it's it's so it's something that like a Kentucky fan who was an athletic gets to like dream about doing it's yeah really cool. and I think like for myself I always thought that it's always tough for the guys on the team to really get across what they want to get across and bring across their personality in media interviews or in a two-minute clip that they're building up because they know they're going to lose someone's attention. So to have 45 minutes to an hour on a podcast to really, you know, and sometimes, and you know what it's like, like sometimes we'll be talking for 50 minutes to a guy and we're like, we've got an hour left we could keep talking to them for, but we've got to wrap it up. And it's like, just to get their personalities and what they're really like across the people and what their inspirations are and, you know, all those kind of things, I think it's, it's pretty special. I don't think there'd be a whole lot of um, schools that, or universities that would be able to do this or oh, have no a way. podcast like this. So it's pretty cool. I mean, you've got to listen firsthand to Will Levis, Wondell Robinson, Chris Rodriguez, Mark Stoops on a 10-3 and three Citrus Bowl year. So, and that's um, just even some of the guys. Yeah. I mean, we're still missing guys like obviously Josh Pascal, Pascal yeah. and Josh Yusuf Ali. Corker, and yeah. We could go, go on, on for days. Probably not Matt Ruffalo and Colin Goodfellow, but yeah. everyone else. Eli Cox, too. He <laughs> came on and got hurt right after, you know. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no doubt. And so we – and, you know – The Nashville episode. <laughs> the Nashville episode was crazy. Um, yeah, interesting. The Chris Rodriguez show where me and Miles were in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Um, Miles over Zoom was interesting. Miles just oh, in general was can interesting. Can we talk about that? Because now that we've established ourselves as, like – you know what you're getting when you when it comes to this podcast. I think we can finally reveal that you guys were plastered. Uh, can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, I felt like that was warranted saying, considering you guys got me drunk at Tenerife. Uh, off Gatorade, yeah. G- Gatorade, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, like to do. It a sucks sh- we don't have Miles for, here for this, by the way. To do a show like this and to have gotten invited to do it live at Tenerife, not only once but twice. Mm-hmm when I first started is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like, as much as, like, I obviously enjoyed my football time and I would say probably the football memories were a little bit more special, 
the fact that I could say I did a podcast and they invited us to Tin Roof to do it live yeah. and openly drink while we're doing it, it was pretty <laughs> yeah. fun. So. And we had the Governor's Cup. Like, we don't think about that. We had the, Almost the, drank out of the all Governor's Cup. The, the <laughs> shot it down. <laughs> and you know, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, all the Stoop stories we got to hear and getting to meet with him. The thing, is, like, looking back on it, and obviously there's going to be a lot of good memories when it comes to this season, especially for us. The fact that we were able to talk to Stoops in his office. Well, okay. It, what? There you go. What are you about to say? Okay, I'm just going to say, I've never seen so someone so starstruck and in awe, well, not starstruck, but just in awe of when we took you to the facility and Who, you me? got to walk through and you got to go up to Mark Stoops' office and sit down. Now, you didn't get to be part of the interview, which sucks. Yeah, because you guys hate me, but... Not true, because we were going to video it and we needed someone to video it. And, and then the I video did. didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but just to, like, I agree. I mean... For me, like, that's the thing that me and Miles always, like, had to kind of remind ourselves is, like, for us, this is kind of normal. Well, it is normal. But for everyone listening and even for yourself, I guess, at times, it's like, this is pretty cool. So, we always had to remind ourselves that we're actually talking to some people that have a big say on what happens on Saturday. So, we should be very thankful. As much as we continually ripped into Mark Stoops during the show. It wasn't... I wasn't starstruck, by the way. I've been in the facility tour before... But the fact it was in that moment, it was like, okay, Kentucky is, like, one of the top stories in college football right now. Again, we got Stoops and, like, the most important part of the season. In yeah. the middle of that Florida. Florida, yeah. Yeah. And KS Bar is going crazy for this Missouri game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just really cool. And, like I said, as a lifelong Kentucky fan, there's times where I got to look back and be like, okay, just a year ago or two years ago, like, I was – I'm at the games, you know, I, you don't really know these guys. And now it's like – Oh, okay, and then now I'm getting drunk okay. at Tin Roof with QB1 and the One question Cup. for you. Who were you the most? So you would have had some preconceived notions about people and you obviously didn't get to hang around with them in the locker room or anything like that. Yeah. Who, was the, who was the most surprising person or guest that you had this year where you were like, huh, okay, if all I, right. If I'm being honest, you guys, because <laughs> when, when I first found out I was producing this podcast for you guys, I was like, fuck, like, got to do it for Max? Like, he's <laughs> like... This guy, like I've I've heard the story. I've met you at a bar before. And I was like, I, I got to produce for this guy, and then I met you. I was like, all right, they're, they're pretty funny. They're pretty cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cut no, that, Miles. No, no, I'd probably say the one who surprised me the most. Um, man, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, so when we first started doing it, the first show I was featured on was the one with Chris. Yeah. The one. Uh, no, so we no. did one before our first game and then we had the one with Chris yeah so I think the one with Chris where it was just him and I here Mm -hmm. you guys were over Zoom obviously I don't know anything about these guys aside from what what we learned from reading on KSR and watching the games he just come in you know he very nice very genuine and that's obviously not a surprise he it was just like how cool they were with talking to people who aren't on the team can I answer my own question oh you 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 just want to okay I'll I'll relay the question to you then. Thank Go you. Ahead. Yeah. I obviously knew most of them. What, the fact that I could message Wandale and he messaged me straight now, we know how much problems we have with guys messaging us back, oh, even yeah. though I'm friends with them. Yeah. Wandale messaged me straight back. He said, hey, man, love to. I've heard about it. Um, when's good time? I said, mate, that's up to you. You choose the time. He came on and he honestly talked to us like we'd known him for about 15 years. That's actually a good point. was unbelievable. And, like, since then, obviously – you know, through guys with on the team and us all being in the same places, I've got to know him a little bit more. Not great, but a little bit more. And he's just such a nice guy. He like, is. 
which I tell you what, like that's the one thing about, and we continually say it, that's the one thing about Kentucky football is our good players. Now, there's been times where it's not necessarily true, mm-hmm. but our good players are very, very humble and very, very nice guys, which just sets the tone for everyone underneath them having to be nice, good, well, humble guys. Hell, we've talked about it before, not to throw anyone under the bus. We've talked about how you wouldn't believe how easy it was to get the superstars yeah. on this show, yeah. but how harder it was to get some of the budding superstars <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs> and all that. Yeah. Um, when, when you get Cavassier Smoke responding to one in every 20 texts <laughs> and then calling me and saying he's coming and then he didn't turn up, yeah, that's that's what you mean. I, I'd say Wandel's a good answer, though, because yeah. there's been times even after we did the show with him where I've seen him out and I've talked to him or, you know, he finally got a PS5 and I like kind of joked with him about it because we had that whole thing. And he has every right to just kind of dismiss it or be like, oh, this guy, you know. Yeah. I did an interview with him once and he's just – He's still like the nicest guy of all time and just, you know, that's pretty cool. We don't have Miles here to answer this question, but my favorite memory from this year would be um, when we got to interview the old ladies at the tailgate. That was a lot they of fun. Were, that tailgate video was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and those ladies were probably the icing on the cake. Yeah. Uh, the banana the guy, guy was good yeah, too. Yeah, the guy that had banana. Those old ladies was, were loving it, and the fact that they said – um, Austin, Austin McGinnis was pretty good. Oh, and, and that Max, Max guy. guy. Yeah, he was good. I uh, wonder what he's doing now. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, yeah. I you would be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. Everything we got to do, we could sit here for like two hours and talk about all the good, fun memories we've had. And hopefully this show will provide more as we go along. Um, with anything, we're going to want to grow it and make it bigger and yeah. do it better. So, um, you know, look out for us next year for sure. Kind of bittersweet. Yeah, and thank you very much for listening. We obviously uh, – wouldn't make the show if no one was well we might we might make the show if no one was listening it gives us an excuse to do some stupid stuff no doubt so thank you for putting up with our waves of uh cussing well specifically cussing yes cussing at one stage took off to an extent that probably shouldn't have and the cash interview is probably another (laughs) example of that but we did i'll give him this we did say he could say what he wanted so we we didn't really put any parameters on him okay in fairness we did say he asked can I cuss? Yeah. And we said yes. And then it he, was we yeah. didn't even have time to preface and be like, well, you know, just kind of. Yeah. He just said, yeah, fuck. Going for it. <laughs> Which is awesome, though. I, I thought he was a great interviewer. Yeah. But. All right. Well, I guess that's it. For, you got anything uh, else? Uh, no. Just let us know when you're going to get signed by an NFL team, I guess. <laughs> Almost happened. Or can you at least do me and Miles a favor for the podcast sake and let us know when Stoops is going to hire you? Uh, don't know if that's happening or not. We'll see. I was just messing with you, but <laughs> thanks for the scoop. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Pin It Deep. That's it for a great 10-3 2021 season. What a season. We will be back in 2022. Hopefully, we'll be doing it from an SEC championship game at some point. Oh, s- SEC championship prediction real quick. I don't care. Come on, quick. Georgia. I, I hate Georgia, so Bama. Because the Georgia fans, okay. go to my Twitter and have a look. I saw it. Sucks. All right. Bama by 14. All right, thank you all for listening all season.